You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up to the minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com for your questions to be read on air. One more week, boys. One more week. That's it? Seven days from this moment. What's going to happen? Did I say one more week? I think it's less than one week. If it's I'm not one mistaken. One more day. <laughs> one more day. I said one more week. I did. It's a pretty bad intro. That's pretty tough. So last week I started out with knocking over a Coke can right mm. after I came off a mute with Sean all over my laptop. Oh, no. That was a panic moment. The show continued. Uh, and this week, I said one more week when there's literally 24 hours left to go until the start of no, week it's, one. No, it's more than 24 hours. Oh, no. You, wow. It's actually no, less than 24 hours. If you think hours. about it, uh, for Timestamp Guy, uh, it is 8.44 p.m. Wednesday, September 6th, year of our Lord, 2023, as we are recording. So this is going to be your Thursday episode. We get your After Further Review episode out there a day early to start the NFL season. Welcome in. You're hearing some floating voices. You're hearing some new voices. So you're probably wondering, where the hell is Shawnee? And uh, Shawnee is uh, somewhere in the wild wonder. Uh, God knows where he is. But we brought in two guests. So, um, And also, we have a live studio audience. So thank you so much for everybody cheering. Got about 50, 60 people in the basement. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Boys, welcome in. After further review returns, we are live in our Ashburn studios. Two new voices. Walter Twetton. Mark Forrest. You know Mark Forrest, the older brother, Mark. What's Boys, going on? How the hell are you? Mark, introduce yourself. How are you? What's Dude, going on? I'm living the dream. How are you? That's amazing. What a, what a cool, cool, cool place to be. It's a cool, it's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. Walter Twitten. Mm. How are you, guy? I got to tell you, I am so happy, so thrilled to be here with such two fine, good looking gentlemen. Such good In this gentlemen. lovely studio, by the way. We're not on YouTube, apparently, but this place, con, spectacular. It's great. It's really getting there. You know, I have to, uh, I have to give it to. To show when we first started this, I guess it was two years ago. It, it definitely took. It's taken a couple different iterations, but um, but Sean uh, and I really put a lot of hours into like trying to make this work, and I think it looks good. Oh yeah, a Co couple new upgrades for the season yeah. for the pod. So we're excited. We're excited, and um, yeah, so glad to have you boys here. So two guests in. Sean is out. He will be back next week. Um, but my brother Mark is in town. Walter's in town. These dudes. Are so much fun, so we figured let's crack the mics. Let's get your Thursday episode out to you uh, because as you are listening to this, as this enters your ears tonight, Thursday night, uh, the NFL season kicks off with the Chiefs and the Lions. So let's get you a little show rundown. Uh, as we always start with, this episode is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them know that Connor from After Further Review sent you. It's anchor.fm or downloading the free app. 
Um, they're fantastic. Our friends over at Anchor, um, great supporters of the show, and they're just a great way to get your podcast going if you're interested. Um, shoot them over a message and uh, download the free app. Uh, let's give you a little show rundown. So we are going to get into some off the field stuff. Um, we're going to get into um, we're going to get into some sad news that uh, has hurt me, uh, but we're going to get into that momentarily. Uh, we're going to get into a new business venture partnership between Tom Brady and an airline, mm. which is very interesting. I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. And then we are going to dive into all 16 games for week one because uh, there are no bye weeks week one. Everybody's helmets, they're crashing. That's the best. Yeah. It's just the best of the best. All the football. Now, uh, you all might know if you see us on YouTube, and obviously we've talked about this before, Sean's gift to me for the new studio was the little shelf of mini helmets. And we said this year that they are going to be involved in the show. So the mini helmets are lined up, and we are going to go down through each of our lineups. And honestly, I think uh, probably starting next week, what we'll do is the loser mini helmet is just going to get thrown. Oh, I love it. Maybe thrown out of the studio. That's my, that's, that might have to be what happens. We'll open up the soundproof curtain, and whoever loses, we take the mini helmet, and we just throw Shock it over em. there. Send them to Pug. To yep. Doug I, the think, pug. I think Doug the Pug is just going to have to go take that nine rounds. Uh, that's what <laughs> he's just going to have to do. So, um, so that's our show rundown for you today. Um, so thank you so much again for tuning in wherever you are. Check us out on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribing, and make sure you are liking us on Facebook and Instagram. So... Boys, um, you see this on my desk. Walter, can you describe what is on my desk? As this is glowing. It's a light. Uh, it's a tree. In particular, it's a palm tree. That's and correct. It's glowing very bright and honestly brilliant. It's a beautiful neon palm tree. So I guess this is a lot of uh, history of the studio talk early in the show. But this was the first thing I purchased for my studio. Is it really? This is a Margaritaville wow. yeah, that's uh, neon uh, palm tree. Oh. Um, now, as Mark knows this, I mean, I think people who know me know this. I've said this on the podcast. I am a Jimmy Buffett parrot head. Yep. I've loved Jimmy right. Buffett for years. Yep. I saw him live with Anna. This was two years ago. I took Anna to go see him at Jiffy Lube. And uh, he passed away a couple days ago at the age of 76 years young. So, so young, man. So it's, young. It's such, it's such a bummer. I put this up on Twitter. I tweeted this. I put it up on Instagram as well. I, I don't know. And I, I'll let you guys get into this. Like, what if you guys were into Jimmy Buffett? If you weren't, he was the only guy who could make a, a Virginia February feel seventy-five and sunny with a song. So yep. true. He just was. Yep. Yep. He was just a lifestyle. Happy, happy go lucky. Definitely. Happy go lucky. Yep. He was a lifestyle, um, and it just it, it it just it hurt. You know, this was and and it's a question I'll ask you. Um, I, I have a question to kind of, I guess, roll off of this, but uh, did want to mention that that Jimmy Buffett passed, and I'm just. Uh, Super. I just. I was just super bummed about it. To be honest yeah. with you, Legend. super bummed. Um, are you? A, are you a fan of Jimmy? I listened a little bit of it. To be You're honest a country with you, guy. yeah, a little bit country. So I loved that. Very much. I enjoyed country. it. Yeah. Um, I love the fact, and I know you know Connor. We enjoyed this too. But he would fly in. He's a private pilot. And he yep. would fly in. To was his he shows. really? He would fly into his private shows pilot. in his own plane. Uh, and particularly, he did it in. Uh, did he fly into uh, when he did Jiffy Lube? He flew into Manassas. Flew into Manassas. Manassas he owns airport. Salt Falcon. Yep. Local oh, local Dissault airport Falcon. there, and he would fly. He'd pilot his own plane yep. into into his shows, and he's like well known for it. And what a guy! Yeah. When I I thought Dirk Bentley was the first to do it, and Connor said, "No, no, no, no." So it is. Uh, yeah. It is in fact Jimmy Buffett. In yeah. His own private private plane. pilot. He's been flying planes for years and years. Uh, big aviation geek. Owns a Dissault Falcon. Owns yeah. a Pilatus. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a PC one twenty. Oh, get out of here! Five yeah. Or four. yeah. Oh, he owns. Yeah. So, I think four or five. Different so planes. for the listeners, maybe it's worth describing. Th those are not trivial planes. That's not, not a at Cessna all. Cessna flying around. Those are that Dassault Falcon is a legit large yeah. 
Pratt yes. and They owned it for a while, but I believe that yeah. I mean they start at 10, 10 million and up right. for use. Yeah. And when you're new, you're at fifty million and yeah. up. And just to give you an idea, like what what's cool about it in particular is that when you have the ability to you know, obviously just fly anywhere you want, private, which I mean everyone it's it kind of self explanatory, which is awesome. When you do it to your own shows and you in and out, but you don't actually tell people about it, and I don't think many people know, like he never made that kind of public. No, it was right. just his yeah. he had been doing it for years and people had picked up on it. Uh, over time, and I think that's the kind of the coolest thing. He never oh, really yeah. threw it in like Dirk Bentley. He had actually had a plane in his, and he would kind of like show that he does it. But I mean, Drake cool. does it with the seven six, right? A big branded right. bit. Where Quietly, Buffett had been doing it for years, and just oh, yeah. be like, "Yeah, welcome, guys. I've been Incredible. I've been doing it already." Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Walty, were you a, were you a Jimmy Buffett guy? I know, so, I know you're not as as into country. I guess I mean Jimmy Buffett is is uh, kind of a separate Caribbean like, country. Right? Yeah, he, he's an it's island country, both, yeah. like like a Kenny Chesney. Like Kenny Chesney. Yeah, but but Kenny was very Jimmy influenced. Yeah. I'm just yeah. curious. Were you, were yeah. you into Jimmy at all? I was not nearly as much into Jimmy's, honestly. You are for sure. sure. And probably even Mark. I, I really appreciate his music. I yeah. love listening to it on Beach. Who yep. didn't? It's like having Who Corona didn't? on Beach. Yep. But I will say this. I was always impressed by one thing that I think he did more than any musician I can think of off the top of my head. That's expand a business from his name. He was yeah. phenomenal at it. And yep. it, you know, yep. people can say what they want about, you know, maybe commercializing. That to me is American. When you Completely. can, when you can take yourself, build a business, an empire, take care of your people I think and all the people you love. It. I think the that's, other thing that's too, beautiful to me. The other thing too, what you did, and I hate this word because it's used overused so much. But a lifestyle, right? No, he he he, he was he, a lifestyle. He was a, a, lifestyle. a, a brand. Totally. He lived it. And he, it showed everywhere. He had this. I mean, you have a print. You have some shirts of his, Hawaiian shirts. Oh I believe, my gosh! I have, I have five or six. Of, I have his shoes. I have on shoes, the side of a cruise ship. He's right. got his own. Sh- I mean, yeah. like. Well, what Jimmy was, and, and, and there's very few people. First of all, I I can think of Jay Z um, is the first that comes to mind. But I, I there are um, when I say a tiny handful of musicians who, by the way, I mean he died a billionaire. I mean the Margaritaville. Yeah. Did brand, you was he a billionaire? He was no a billionaire. Kidding. Yes, he was. Oh, no. Interesting. Yep, he's a billionaire. I uh, mean, it doesn't surprise me. His businesses were yep, are everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Pull up your phone and Google Damn. Jimmy Jimmy Buffett's net worth. He he built uh, a, a, an empire, just an empire, off of the feeling. And I think that's the cool thing is you're not building an empire off of. I think it's what makes him so unique. His empire was not necessarily a product that could do what other people, you know, other things couldn't do. Right. Uh, it was a feeling. Mm-hmm. His product was a feeling. It was a thing of oh you know what I when I listen to him I feel like I'm at the beach yeah and when I'm sitting in my office at Dayton Ohio and it's February and everything is brown and everything sucks um, I can turn on you know changes in latitude changes in attitude and all of a sudden I, I just feel like I'm in Key West right and there's some there's some to be said there's some to be said about that um, my, my favorite Jimmy Buffett story I don't know if you guys know this story but this is this encapsulates it all. Um, this this story comes courtesy of the year 1996. It was in January of 1996 uh, when Jimmy Buffett was flying his Grumman HU16 Albatross flying yeah. boat. Cold oh, flying on. boat. Yep. Yep. He yeah, owns the, this yep, thing. That's right. 1955 U.S. Amazing. Navy search and rescue flying boat. Uh, the Grumman. It's just this big it's the big giant. Goose. Yep. They call it's it the, the basic mini goose, right? Yep. So. Uh, he's flying this into Jamaica. He's got some tours in Jamaica and the Caribbean. He's doing some tours in South America, and he's flying with his good friend Bono, lead singer from YouTube. Love that. What a Bono pairing, by the way. Bono is in his plane, yeah, and story. and Jimmy Buffett is flying around the Jamaican islands, 
and he says to Bono, I know this amazing Caribbean jerk spot. We got to get some Caribbean jerk chicken. It's the best thing on earth. I'm flying us. We're landing here. It was in, I believe it was uh, Nigel. I, I can't remember what specific part of Montego Bay, though, in Jamaica. Nonetheless, he takes his plane, lands it right in the water. And upon landing, his plane gets lit up by Jamaican authorities. She just lit up with AKs. Oh, my. Oh, I, I mean, thought you were th- thinking like lights. Lit up. No, 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 no. His plane Fire. gets riddled with bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Riddled, riddled with bullets. Jeez. And Jamaican they authorities thought, they thought it was a drug. Kick in the door the because they think that his plane is a is smuggling. It's a narco plane. It's a narco plane. Wow. They kick in the door. Bono apparently was just completely terrified. And Jimmy meets these guys. They they kick in the door and he goes, Nope. And they very quickly realize who he is. And realize, oh my God. There was just an unbelievable panic from the authorities of this dude has been on tour here. They knew immediately who it was. He brings in tourist revenue. I mean, this dude, and they were petrified. Oh my God, he's going to sue the pants off of us. This is an issue. Apologizing profusely. Uh, So instead of suing the pants off of these guys, uh, he writes a song about it. (laughs) He lets it go. Probably makes more money that way too. Jamaica Mistaka is a song. Jamaica Mistaka. It's a song about the incident. And that plane... I went down to Orlando, and in Universal City Walk, uh, right outside Universal City in Orlando, Margaritaville, his restaurant is there, and that plane is sitting right on the water, right next to his restaurant, and it's an outdoor bar. Fantastic. He, he takes the plane. By the way, you can see the bullet holes. Bullet holes still there. You still really? preserved. I went there. We just were getting some drinks, and you can still the see the bullet holes in there. Oh, uh, like, well, I got to go. I it's have just, to go. It's just I, I like that. I feel like encapsulates like that's just that's such a great story. I was landing with, by the way, not a bunch of losers. I wasn't drunk flying my plane. I, I was flying in with Bono and I got shut up by Jamaican authorities. I wrote a song about it. And now my plane that's riddled with bullet holes that should have gone to the scrapyard is now making me money because it's an outdoor bar. And that's the thing I kind of think just makes them what makes people like that separates them from the rest of Completely. Just one-time stars to people who are legends that Completely. think like that and right. move on. And I think the fact that he actually just did that and instead of taking yeah. it, uses that negative as a positive as, hey, this is literally what happened to me and we're going to yeah. profit, tell the story of it. And then, oh, by the way, come to my restaurant at my bar to yep. see my plane and to enjoy my music, that's what separates a living. Yeah, yeah it's there's there's that's silver to line it. to stories, and then there's making that's a legend. silver line it's for your story. Correct. And yeah. and he did yeah. that. I, I just I, I thought hope that, that story was, gets you know that's an that amazing story. It does, well, that's, that's incredible. The story is forever. every single time you go to Universal City Walk and yeah. you, and you're walking around, that's, you'll see it. You'll see his, his Grumman Albatross there. Um, but they're just a larger than life guy, a guy who uh, brought a lot of smiles to a lot of people, uh, and uh, I, he will be tremendously missed. Jimmy Buffett, 76 years old, passed away this week. Um, by the it, way, random fact on Jimmy Buck, Buffett before we go, hmm. it's estimated by Forbes that his catalog. Only makes up between five and seven percent of his net worth. Yep. Oh, it's all business, dude. It's all business. He took Margaritaville, the song, all business, and made it. I mean, when they everyone says a lifestyle, I think you just yeah. said that. Everyone knows he overuses that, but he literally took Margaritaville and just made it. It's unbelievable. Uh, its own yeah. ecosystem. Yeah, I, I had to ask based off of this because it definitely, um, you know, I, I, it was funny when I saw him live. I remember how enjoyable it was, but I, I definitely felt the. That feeling, of, this dude is never gonna die. 
Yeah. He's just going to be around forever. He's 76. Yeah. He sounded great. Like he's the looked the same. She loved forever. So it definitely, it definitely like, it really did, did bum me out big time uh, to see that he's no longer with us. 76 so, is surprisingly young. It's it, People think it, it's, you're 100% right. Um, but it, it, it immediately made me think I had to ask you guys this question. Uh, I'll start with Mark and we'll go to Walt. When was the last time a celebrity passed um, or a big figure passed that impacted you? Easy. Celebrity side? You know, when I think celebrity, I always go to Hollywood, which is the mistake. Yeah. Right. So when you first ask a question, I'm like, never. I bet we're going to have the (laughs) same answer, Mark. I am very convinced we're about to say the same thing. Go ahead. There's maybe two. Um, one of them was Queen Elizabeth, and I'd call her celebrity, sure. but she's more royalty yeah, because it, it's more of a, I guess you could say old type, but it was kind of a set of values. It wasn't she, that she just died. She's a his, she is a historic a person, right? She but she was the I think above celebrity, correct? Multiple generations, by the way, not right. just yeah, two or three, right. like multiple yeah. generations. So, um, I, I mean, you put that with with Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael Jackson when he passed away was yeah, yeah was Michael Jackson there, and even Prince that was kind of devastating because it was kind of sudden and you didn't expect it. And Completely. that's kind of the same because you know with, with even and yep. you know the two previous Prince and Michael Jackson had their struggles. Sure. So you know, he passed away in two thousand nine. Now I was I was uh, eleven. Yeah, I was young, young. young. I remember, but I remember in the car. I remember exactly where we were, and yeah. I remember how big of a deal that yeah, was. Dad yeah, Dad and I were on the. We're Dad and I were coming back from a show. Dad was doing a show, and I was helping him. And we were yeah. on four ninety five on the bridge, and we were listening to it. And it, we Nuts. heard the news breaking. It was wild, um, right? Those are the, really the only two. I can't really think um, of someone. That yeah, even close I have that. one. I wonder if it's the same. I bet it is. I have one other than Jimmy, but go ahead. I will just say on the Michael Jackson. When that news came through, believe it or not, I was in a Fox studio downtown DC. With our good friend Rick and John mm. and Dan, yeah, and he was supposed to go on air, and they pulled him from that entire thing because yep. of that news. I sat there in a yep. stu- live studio, like I was. There was three people. Yep. There's nothing there but the mics going? and cameras. I'm right behind the cameras. Yep. And I just sat there waiting for us to go on, and we never did. Yep. And yeah. uh, that, that but at the time, I did not realize. To be honest, that was with you, the well, Let me ask you something. Months. Do we count football? Do we count athletes? Hundred percent. That's gonna be that's gonna be mine. Totally. Okay. So is Kobe, easily. Kobe. Easily. Yeah, so sure. so Kobe to I'm me add was Sean a guy. Taylor. Oh, sure. Sean, Sean Taylor, Taylor yeah. was devastating. That's less recent though. But it's yeah. a lot less true. recent. But I remember, I remember how Kobe is. Was. Kobe's yeah. It's a great Kobe one. was mine easily. Huge. I I mean that was only a couple of years ago. The thing with Kobe to me was that I hated him for most of his career. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was a Celtics yeah. fan. And guy. Then you and he's yeah, just yeah. a killer. And then you, you know it's just like Tom Brady for so many of us, right? You go from this hatred. To like just this respect because like I mean this guy's just so good, yeah. and then you kind of see the stuff he does off field, you know. And he had his issues when he's a younger guy, right? He he's yeah, no perfect sure. human being, but you know, going from a, a man with flaws to a man who accomplished so much for his family, for business, for his yeah. community. Like there's a lot of people on LA. You talked about them. Kobe was an influence. Yeah. Um, and then just becoming kind of a little bit more wise and sage and talking about it. Sure. And then seeing that stripped away in something that's very personal to the, us three, which is an aviation accident, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And completely. in particular, if you dive yeah. into details, one that we have all probably read multiple reports yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it it, it kind of cut me to the and core. And also something that people like dra- the fear a lot. It also cuts into a, 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 like a, a weird vein that people uh, – I mean, Sean is – I mean, Sean, we talk about planes all the time on the podcast. We're, we're aviation nuts, um, all of us. But, I mean, everybody in the back of their mind is always like, well, I'm, I'm in a plane. I'm in a helicopter. I'm off the ground. I am out of my own control. I am at the whims of something I have no concept of understanding. So you're letting go a little bit, right? Same thing when you get in the car and you get on the freeway. But um, 
Yeah, the, and the fact that his daughter was with him and that there were other yeah. kids with him was just, mm. it was such another level. I, I remember when, um, I think the other one that came to mind immediately, um, glad you said Kobe, because that was certainly a big one, was, I remember being, uh, this is also, I was younger, but when Robin Williams died, I remember feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, oh, man. I remember feeling, because Robin Williams was such a part of, especially our demographic. Yeah. Growing up, watching family movies, mm-hmm. uh, there Robin Williams was just all over it. I mean, you just, you saw him as just the funny guy. Yep. You saw him as a guy who just made you feel good. Uh, and again, I put Robin Williams, especially at the time, in the same bucket as as Jimmy Buffett, where you just sit there, you just never think of, oh yeah, they're they're not gonna die. Not gonna die. Right. Jimmy Buffett's seventy six. He's playing guitar with flip flops and Jiffy Lube, just running around on the stage touring. You know, it's, it's funny. Like, there's two types. Of, there's two types of people. Like there's the the concept, like you mentioned, Colby, Kobe, and I said Sean Taylor. They're sure. young. They were well, you know. Yeah. Sudden should never, you know. Yeah. Just completely sudden and uh, in an accident. Um. You, you put a guy like, you know, Jimmy Buffett, I almost put him in the same level as kind of Queen Elizabeth in a way. And I go back sure. to Queen yeah. Elizabeth just because it's like, you know, she lived live well beyond what most people, you know, live by. But it's it's just like a, a cultural icon. It's, 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 it's they're yeah. almost like monuments. You go through D.C. and there's a Washington monument. You look up, you're like, oh, that's there. It's always been there. Yeah. You don't think about it. It'll always be there. But, you, you know, and you, you put that to people, which is yeah. obviously not real. But in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be there forever. He's on tour. I mean, he's 70-something, mid-70s touring. Right. He's got but at least another 10, is, 15 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it, no. These are generational bridges. Yeah. And, and it's what sport, it's why sports teams exist. It's because... Oh, when I'm I'm watching the same team and I'm cheering with my dad because when I was not here and my dad was my age, he was doing this with his dad, and it's this logo. It's this this what made the skins name such a, a such a devastating thing for so many people was, it's because you know I'm you know, I'm a Steelers fan and my dad was a Steelers fan, and my dad's dad. So that logo on the Steelers helmet what might mean nothing to a lot of people, but to me, I see my grandpa in that. You know, and it's like yeah, it's right. a generational bind that you see with. Queen Elizabeth, you see, with guys like Jimmy Buffett, where it's like I'm, I love it with Dad. Me and Dad listen to it when we're in the car hanging out, and it's like, oh, you know, Dad. Jimmy Buffett, by the way, was not young when Dad was young. <laughs> it's yeah, like he's no. just he's been doing this for so long. Um, but I, I think there's something to be said about you know these guys that that take you places. You know, when you watch a Robin Williams movie, mm-hmm. it takes you back to. I just takes me back to family movie nights. It takes me back to being younger and just kind of laughing or. Um, you know, Jimmy Buffett takes you to a warmer place. So it's, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think I it's, I got to say there's one more thing just for more local sport sports guys, someone who passed away that I was just like, ugh, that kind of killed me almost as mm. much as, as Buffett. And that's a uh, chief Z. Oh yeah. When chief, yeah. When chief, you Z know, died, another yeah. guy like, Oh, you see him every time. Yeah, Sunday, chief right? Z, if you're a skins fan, around, you know, chief you know, Z. Chief Z. yeah, completely. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting. I, um, yeah, it definitely it, it definitely bummed me out, but I, I I'm always uh at the end of the year I'm always constantly thinking back of like, uh, oh, who who did we lose this year and and um you know, how does it how does it put life into perspective? So I thought that was just kind of an interesting con- con- conversation to have because I, I was curious of what you Rest guys to the goat. To yeah, the man. Great. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. Uh, cheers to him. Enjoy, to him. Yeah, Enjoy a warmer spot, brother. Yep. Yep. Whiskey's up for him, man. So Jimmy Buffett, seventy six years young. Um, you will be missed, my friend. Uh I do want to talk about this before we dive into um, everything week one. So this was interesting. I only just saw this today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play you the audio. It is two minutes, but okay. I want you guys to listen to it. I might cut it short if it gets annoying, if it's just kind of the same stuff. But this partnership confused me a little bit. Okay. Now, it involves Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady signs on, um, you know, you, you see Tom Brady now with Hertz rental. You mm-hmm. see Tom Brady do it. And then this is what they do, do with, with Under Armour, you know, these big deals and these kind of sponsorship partners. Um, but this is, is Tom Brady's kind of post-career career taking a, a much bigger step than just a sponsorship, being right. a face of something. I want to play you this audio because Tom Brady is joining Delta Airlines as a uh, as an advisor, as a strategic advisor to the airline. So I'm going to play you this. This was on Squawk Box on CNBC. Okay. Um, I'll stop it if it gets annoying, but um, I'm going to play this for you, and then what we'll do is we will we'll react yeah, to this rip. on the other side. See if this wants to play for me because... Uh, Phil, take it away. There we go. Well, I'm, these two guys are here in New York because you're announcing a, a, a partnership here that I think is, is different. This is not a celebrity endorsement, brand endorsement, where you're endorsing doing commercials for Delta. This, you're bringing him in to talk about leadership. Explain this relationship. Well, great to be here and really great to be with Tom. And we are announcing today a unique, one-of-a-kind partnership with the greatest of all time who has delivered consistently on the largest stages in the world for many, many years, bringing him into the Delta team. We've signed a long-term agreement for Delta, for uh, Tom to be a strategic advisor to Delta because our team needs that continued inspiration. We're on the top, but we want to keep climbing. We want so to you're talking growing. about leadership. He's yeah. not just coming in and saying, hey, folks, Delta's great. We're, we're gonna, He's going to talk about various topics and how to apply leadership in terms of improving yeah. your performance, the company's performance. This, this is not a sponsorship. Yes, Tom will obviously be representing the brand, and you know he's, he's awesome at it. But what I'm more excited is he's going to come inside the company. And he's going to be talking to our people about greatness, about resilience, about excellence, about performance. In a team sport, he played the greatest with the greatest teams in the world. I think we run the greatest team in the airline space in the world. And putting our two brands together, magic's going to happen. What, what did you think, Tom, when he approached you about this? Well, I think getting to know Ed and the type of leader that he is. Uh, he has unbelievable command, uh, incredible work ethic. And I think his vision and leadership over a long period of time has elevated the, the brand to incredible uh, to an incredible place. So very fortunate to join the team and working with all the employees and, you know, continue to help inspire. Right, so that, that's basically all, all of that. But right. I, I played that. So first of all, if, um, if you check that out on Twitter, the, I don't know if you saw, you could see the screen, Walty. Um, I could. My two dudes looked very nervous on TV. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what was going on. I don't know if they, they I mean, Tom Brady's been. In, I got thoughts. Yeah. Tom Brady's been in way higher yeah. pressure situations. My dude looked like, I mean, he was just told to, to do the worm over broken glass. Um, so I tell you that story to tell you this one. This one really confuses me a little bit. Right. Um, I I played the audio because I wanted people to hear. I, I could have told you what they said, but I think hearing it from them makes it makes it more real. I don't understand what pitch the CEO is making there. Uh, he's a he's a winner. He's a championship caliber. He's a, a top tier. He knows how to compete and win at the highest level. And I'm sitting there going, okay, that that's fine. You could have just paid him to be a keynote speaker. How, how does this translate in any capacity to the airline industry? I have a quick question. Walt, was any of you convinced by what he just said? No. On the, on no. The, not in the least. That was no. the most I, unconvincing okay. I played the audio because I've ever heard. the way that it was spoken, 
it's just the whole thing. And by the way, I encourage you all to look up the actual video. It was it, Walter saw it from the, from he could see my monitor. I, I I would send it to you. Um, very awkward, just awkward on very yep. awkward body language, Un-Tom very nervous, Brady like, very un Tom Brady like. It, it it sounded to me like someone from a a paparazzi or, or a news outlet just jammed a, a mic in their face. And just said, "Hey, talk about this, ready, set, go." Unprepared, and the sure. fact that that was a sit-down interview, sure, but they were actually prepared. And they to me, does into, it, they, well. They clearly flew into New York to make that happen. This, 100%, this to me it, feels it's not convincing. Well, this to me feels, and and it was my gut reaction when I saw it. It to me feels like the big corporation that hires the TikTok star, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're Cisco. We do cloud computing. We do sure. this, uh, but we're going to hire this sixteen-year-old girl who who does whatever on TikTok and. And she's going to be a part of an ad campaign because she's popular and we're pop. I, I just it, it it is always to no end. It's always these corporations that go, well, we're gonna go on the outside, we're gonna find the popular face, we're gonna find the guy that gets the clicks, and we're just gonna pick him up and place him here. And since he's good, we're just gonna be good too. And it's right. just it's kind of like okay, nodding their heads, and I'm just sitting here going. I I do not doubt uh, or question Tom Brady's ability. Who knows? This dude could be Magic Johnson 2.0. He could go into the business world and kill it. Like he could be – Tom Brady could add something to Delta Airlines that we have no idea. Also, I'm not convinced. Not I'm just not convinced. Okay, I don't know what else I, to say. I just, just even right there. The CEO was so quick to say this is not an endorsement. It's not an endorsement. I'm, like running away like that's a bad thing. Yeah, make it an endorsement. I agree. Yeah, I, it just sounds like he's trying to make Ryan, it bigger. That's a, that's a, like, what does Ryan Reynolds do with Mint Mobile? He's the face, but endorse- he's also making decisions. The, the, the issue of running away, like, quit running from the obvious. First of all, you're not convincing anybody. I was not convinced in that at all. It seemed to me the leadership. Okay, we're, we're bringing him on to do leadership. Why would you announce that to other people out there? I, I'm not a Delta employee. You're not a Delta. You're mm-hmm. not a Delta employee. Mm-hmm. None of us are. That makes zero impact to us. Zero right. impact to us. Yeah, good point. Having him as a face of a brand might make a little bit of an impact. Also, he Don't knows how to it. he knows how to spin a leather football. He uh, that that translates to now cutting fuel costs by thirty. Like what? I, I just I, yeah I again, but like do, if he's going be, to do the internal leadership, do the internal leadership. Which do it is behind great. closed doors. Do it behind closed doors. But yeah. like do, don't because right. the, all it, look, that sounds like is that they're lying. It's they're a, just not telling a, the truth. It's it, a popularity thing. It sounds to me like twofold. Um, I'll lead. I'll lead with this. Having worked in some consulting in my life, you hear this word strategy a lot. And and it's a huge pet peeve of mine to just say the word strategy because if you don't put in context, it means nothing. Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. Yep. Context from what, with what authority and for what aim, right? Um, and when he says he's going to have a strategic role in Delta, well, you didn't put where in that. Yeah. So he actually does not have a strategic role because <laughs> if, if you don't define it, then he doesn't have one. Even the CEO is defined right. in this strategy, right? So that's the first one to me. So it sounds like to me, you know, reading between lines, Tom Brady is now being hired to basically give maybe inspirational talks to yeah. internal Delta employees. That is how I read that, as well as yeah. being a public fil- figure on behalf of Delta. I'm just imagining right now I'm taking my flight. I'm going down for d- d- Jackson International. <laughs> I'll do the check-in, and there's Brady. Come on, you. Come on, Liz. You can check him in. Get come faster. on, Liz. Yeah. You can. Yeah, you got this. You, by the way, scan that barcode winner, faster. You can do this. Winner. It's like all right. I want excellence in barcode scanning. Come on. Hearing that was also it's it's 100 right. If that was framed as, look, Tom, we're bringing him on as the face of our brand. We want him to get you know our name out there. We want to to you know reach a wider audience. 
He's going to be the face of our brand. Also, we feel like he has something to add with the strategic, you know, in in a strategic way, and you know, we 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 think he'd, he'd be a great partner in that way. But I think exactly what you said when you're stiff arming the no, this is this is not he is not this is not for publicity. He's not an ad. He's an actual brain. And I'm sitting there going, okay, like. <laughs> No, that's not true. Like the the reason he's here is because he threw a football pretty good. Like I just I don't like when you stiff arm the obvious. It's very also that he he knows how to win. He it's just like uh, yeah, dude. Just give him two hundred and fifty grand and have him speak to your company at your end of year conference. Right. Like I just w- what is this? I, I don't. What's he gonna go open up the trainer's manual and just the employee handbook and we're gonna yeah gonna th- rewrite this the dude's code? gonna update all the software in the cockpit? Like what? Like okay. I don't. It's I, just, I don't know how he's going to lower. Fuel burn per seat per mile. I just don't see I it. Don't so it. I don't understand. I don't know it. how he's increasing sales because, as everyone knows, the aviation industry is horrifically price sensitive. Yes. So uh, good luck. Uh, so let's jump into everything week one. Uh, Lions and Chiefs kick off a twenty tomorrow. So this time, I guess, I guess tonight when you're listening to this, uh, it's going to be in Arrowhead. The Chiefs. Four and a half point favorites. That's um, it, really. Yeah. It's really hey, hold on. Arrowhead. People are so four bullish. and a half point. Is that because of Travis Kelsey? Is that the only reason? Could be a Travis Kelsey no. thing. People are bullish on the Lions, man. Uh, they're bullish on the Lions. I, I'm not I like there. the Lions. I'm not there. I, I don't you know like what them this reminds much. me of, guys? No. Do you remember 2018, 19 when the Browns? Everyone's like ten win team minimum. Yep. yep. Here's the reality: they got talent. There is an actual thing where organizations like losing. <laughs> and it is hard to get out. Of. Yeah, dude. it is hard to get out. Of. And there's a thing where organizations like winning, and it's hard to get out. Of. And yeah. look at the Steelers and Patriots; they can't help but win. And I, I don't know how to measure it, but uh, it, it exists. And I'm gonna have to see lines yeah. before before you I'm know, to see that line. Here was my big concern. Uh, they addressed some stuff right this offseason. Brad Holmes really really fortified the unit there, uh, defensively speaking. Um, that was my big concern with them last year, sure. right? You go out and you get Cameron Sutton, CJ Gardner Johnson from the Eagles. You get Emmanuel Mosley. You draft Jack Campbell, um, which you might have reached on that, but Jack Campbell is going to be a really, really good linebacker. Great player, I have probably. No problem yeah. with him in terms of my favorite linebacker player. in the draft. Totally wouldn't um, have drafted him there, but he's my favorite. Yeah, linebacker. Brian Branch is a defensive back in the in the, in the second round. So yeah, they went bad. out and you know they they went out and they were aggressive. Um, Jamison Williams is coming back when when he's fully healthy. Jameer Gibbs. Uh, is going to be your offensive, you know, playmaker at the running back spot. Like they didn't get worse. They they certainly got better than they were last year at nine and eight. I don't trust Jared Goff half as much as the national media and and people for some reason just seem to love to forget that his name is Jared Goff. Like they love <laughs> to think, oh, this guy is something he's not. Um, I don't understand. I I, I won't. I, I think the Lions have. I would say I'm, I'm going to say the Vikings have the highest ceiling in the division. They have the second highest ceiling in the division. They, they legit have a shot to win the division, no doubt. Absolutely. And it depends how bad the Bears and Packers could be. We don't know what Justin Fields is with the Bears, so we don't know how good this, this division is. We, we all know who uh, Justin Love. That's not, that's not the yeah, right Jordan, Love. Jordan Love. Yeah. yeah, you have no idea what he's going to end up being. So lots of questions with the Lions. Um, look, uh, I, I, I feel like if you're a Lions fan, you you have to be happy with the fact that your team is fun to watch and they're sure. hard out. There's no doubt about it. Um, but the Chiefs are going to win this game. The fact that it's even a conversation at four and a half makes me wonder who's... That we four have, and a half makes me feel like it's we a have a, We Kelsey have the big effect. short. We have the big short right. here. And I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm absolutely willing to take that bet. I'd throw yeah. a billion at this. I, I, I'm telling <laughs> you right now. This is this is margin call I'll here. So we're going we're going three zero Chiefs here. here. Uh, Chiefs take out the uh, the Lions here in Arrowhead. This is, that is in Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah. There's Come, no reason they do very well in Arrowhead. Yeah. What what is going on here? Yeah. This team I is not the just fan base Kelsey alone either. gives they, you a seven point advantage. Here's what's interesting. Yeah. Wow, the, that's a lot. But the, the, I honestly don't necessarily. The fans alone. The fans alone. That Boys, is one of the hardest I'd probably places. give it like five. The but funny like, thing yeah. is week one in week Arrowhead. Week one, yeah. Bro, come on. The over-under is set at 52 and a half, which is like, that's high. I mean, that's 52 me, it's like, and a half. For the Lions? Uh, it's just, it just feels so, high. So 27, 25 is yeah. kind of... It just, yeah, it just feels high. Um, this sounds to me, honestly, like someone's... You know, the Lions are getting the Cowboy treatment right now. Uh, they could be. I mean, they got the hard knocks effect last year. So I'm, I'm going to go the Chiefs here. Chiefs? Chiefs. Of course. Chiefs. Come Chiefs. on. Done. I'll, there we I'll go. Day. No, 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 Chiefs. Let's Easiest ask, let's ask a real question. Yeah, seriously. All right, real Chiefs, question. Chiefs by, Chiefs by two two touchdowns? Um, Above or over 10? I'll take I'll take nine points. I like that. win there. I, I honestly, I like I see, that. Yeah. I think nine points is, is, I think I would take over the nine. I'd say 10 over points. Is, That's what I think probably okay, Probably good. right where it needs to be. Um. Okay. Uh, Commanders and Cardinals. If the Commanders lose this game... Josh Harris sell needs the to team. sell the team. Yeah, there's the no two ways around this. Um, <laughs> He's got to have to because we will be literally in this basement on watch to stop Connor from committing suicide. <laughs> so no, no, he's no. got to do that. It rapidly. won't be watch. It will be physical restraint. Um, that's all that's going to be. They are a uh, they're a touchdown favorite, which quite frankly I feel sounds like insulting. I got to be honest yeah. with you. It, it I think it should be higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this should be a nine. That's a lot, spread. though. Seven, seven's not nothing. That's a, that's a significant advantage in the NFL. When I you're dealing that's with one, the Cardinals, that's one team, score. When you're, it's one score, but it's always like it's you were up two scores, the game's over, and they go score garbage touchdown. Or it that, could be you're tied with five minutes to go, and the Commanders put it in the end zone. Finally. Yeah, but that's less likely, right? Right. Well, here, but this is why I think the number is Command. low. Is because the Cardinals just announced Joshua Dobbs is starting, and Joshua Dobbs has been, been on the that team, team for, for about a week. sixteen minutes. Yeah, he's been in. The, he, dude, he has been on that team as long as I just hit the record button. Like I don't low. know if that he knows how to get. I. This is when you know it's bad to get to the stadium from where he probably just rented his apartment. There's a shot. This dude will have to use GPS for the first four weeks. <laughs> like for the first four the weeks. Shot man. How do you I'm learn? Convinced. My question is, when you come in, like how much of a system? Do you have to learn when you walk in the door, like to a new organization? What are like they that? running there? A variation of Air Raid, I think. Right? I, I'll what's be honest. With you, what's the what's the, I what's have the delta no from mind walking in until I can actually call full play? So I guess Josh Dobbs has been in the league for a second. He's been around. He's seen it. So he's pro- it's probably terminology. He's got two or three weeks. He'll be able to do it, in my opinion, at a six out of ten level. I, I'll go there. He's okay. clearly far from mastering, but he'll probably be if they're if they're let's just take a weird ratio here. If their playbook is 200 pages, he can run. I'm going to guess 100 pages of it. That would be I, my I would if I and now I am not an NFL quarterback. I would have to ask Jason Campbell about this, but I would bet he would say this, too. I'm going to compare learning playbooks to, you know, how to master an instrument. You know how to play the piano. And you're getting different sheet musics with different tempos where you you know the basics. You know how to run. If, if someone were to say to you, Connor, and I'm a master piano, Connor, go play this Chopin piece. I, I could probably do it. Um, but there's different tempos. There's different speeds yeah. with new music. So there's going to take time to know the nuances of it. Um, the bigger thing for me is a question we talked about with Sam Howell last year and why I think he's going to have 
you know, benefit this year with an offseason of working with guys is just chemistry. That matters oh, so yeah, much yeah. with offenses, especially yeah. with timing offenses, because you have to imagine that Jonathan Gannon is going to be running a tempo offense. I, I Well, I think he's uh, it's going to be limited. Well, I, mean, I don't I'm going to have to pull up the um, the injury report, at least for week one, um, because there's a shot that Zach Ertz doesn't play. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. I if think I the know. next target, the next offensive weapon. I know Marquise Brown is there. Yeah. But the next the offensive guy. weapon, really, as you start going down the depth chart, is probably Walter. <laughs> like I, I just I don't know what else to say there. Um, While he's on United Airlines, yeah, well, flying. Are it's we, such a fair point, Kai. I, yeah. You know what? I was I was just kind of thinking here, running through your question, like, all right, how is it that you learn this playbook and so on? W- one of the things that we we forget about is it's one thing to know what the lines are on on the page, right? It's sure. like okay, this is sale. That's we right. call it this name. Everyone, that's easy. Right. The problem is. Do we run it where it's a must outside release with the X, or is it the inside gets choice and X reads off? Sure. That's all the variables that every team kind of flips around. Mm-hmm. And that's so easy to confuse when you're quarterback because that determines do I get to throw it to the left and out and I, have that variance, I, or do I have to be ter- right on? I, 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 I tell you, that's, that's got to be that gets nothing. chucked out the door. Well, I think everything's timing. It's Terry at that McLaurin, point, it's all timing. You're right. Terry McLaurin had said this last year a couple times, and he said this when, when we were in the locker room after an open practice day and then during preseason where there was a lot of questions about Carson Wentz's accuracy. People were picking up on it. A lot of reporters were reporting on it. And Terry really went out of his way to say at the podium, in the locker room, he constantly used the word tendencies. We always say, you know, we're learning each other's tendencies. And I think to most people hearing that, they would they just kind of let that word fly. That to me, something. when I hear that, I go, that's everything. That's everything. Your tendencies. Yeah. Hey, how, how quick does he break off of, off of, off Great of point. a cut? Great how, point. You know, where, do, where does he like the ball to be? Where, do, where are his hands the quickest? Right? You say your hands are quick. Are they quickest down low? Are they quickest up top? You know, his tendencies uh, in double coverage, his tendencies right. to how if he needs to make a read on all these different things, all these technical little nuances that don't seem like anything are the difference between an interception and a completed pass over the middle of the field when you're dealing with tight windows. Yep. So, yeah, I, 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 I think this is the stuff that um, seems small, but when you're dealing with young quarterbacks and you're also dealing with you know veteran quarterbacks who are dealing, dealing with new systems, um, it doesn't matter how much arm talent you have. It doesn't matter how strong your arm is. It doesn't matter how weak your arm is, um, which what made Taylor Heineke so uh, consistently competitive here in Washington. Was he just he knew tendencies. He knew how to off the he knew just kind of off the top of said okay. I, I know how to read this. I, I'm pretty reactive. He just didn't have the arm talent. Well, one can imagine this game. He doesn't even have time to read. I mean, that, that well, D-line is just going to collapse. This I mean, is everything's going to be timing. Yeah. This and is going to be slants and out This routes. is where coaches earn their paychecks. Yeah. Yeah. You now, now you have to make a scheme yeah. that is timing to where, okay, well, my guy might not. I don't want that to make him have to That bro cannot hold that ball for any more than two seconds. Right. That's got to be out of his hands the second he touches it. What they did with Jalen Hurts in Philly, and it's why it worked so it. well to work him in. Now he's able to kind of use his talent off the fly. Yeah. Is on his, in his comfort level. Okay. I know that. I know. I, I don't want to have to make him think about this. I need to just tell him, hey, here's your one read. Here's your two read. Yep. Take two steps. Make a choice. Yep. Yeah. One yep. or two. I you know? would classify that Arizona offensive line. I, I don't know it well at all as at best below average because Completely. I do not believe there's a single pro bowler yeah. or all pro, nope. all pro player on it. And there's not someone I can think of that yeah. signed a large contract there recently. And all three of those realities is a little bit damning. Yeah. So you're going against two pro bowlers on the inside, 
yeah. uh, a former pro bowler on the outside and, and Chase, uh, Chase Young, and then Montez Sweat, who we think has all pro capability completely he just needs to he just needs to put it so in. it's it, you don't and the other thing is with offensive lines it's oftentimes the weak point that defensive coordinators who are smart get to exploit because they yeah. can run stunts into it and so on yeah and here i think you might have three weaknesses at least yeah, right completely. And i don't know where they are but there's I, a lot I, i'm predicting this is going to be a huge game for montez i think montez yeah, I think starts so. off on fire i think yeah. i think i could be wrong I think Montez could have at least two sacks, probably three. I mean, it's not a mobile quarterback. No, it's that not. Guy Cal- really Calvin well. Meacham's your offensive tackle. He's the best one you got. And uh, he, unfortunately, is dealing with a hand injury. He's a limited participant today. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's... It's, um, it's going to be a field day. It is going to be a field day. Commanders are going to win this, right? Yeah. I'll take them I'll take him by... I'll take him by 10. I like that. 10. I, I like that number. 10. Two touchdowns. I go for two. Two touchdowns. I think 14. 14. Okay. By the way, capacity crowd. If you can get out to FedEx Field and you're in the area, do it. Uh, it's, it's really... Um, it's... Yeah, sold out. Well, the energy, sold out. energy is going to be amazing. Oh, the energy wait. out yeah. there. Everyone is so excited for amazing. it to be in there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next week, uh, I will definitely be giving you guys a report on, uh, on on kind of the atmosphere, what it looks like, and hopefully commanders win. Um, let's head down. NFC South, Panthers, Falcons kick off at 1 p.m. Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Yep. Falcons are three-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. You like the Falcons in this one? I like the Falcons there, too. Uh, the Panthers have a massive issue on offense where their offensive line isn't very good and the receivers are worse. Mm. And I don't know who they have at running back. I think it might be Hubbard. Really? So that's uh, yeah. basically Bryce Young against the world, and that's just not good ways to win that foul. And the Falcons have a little something. You know, they were competitive yeah. last year just on their running tack alone. They have a phenomenal upgrade there from the draft. They didn't need it, but they got it. I am more of a Ritter fan than a lot of people, and I'm more of a Drake London fan than a lot of people. I'll take right. I'll take the Falcons by I'm gonna take him by a touchdown. I don't think this will yeah. be close. I, I I actually I gotta tell you I um I'm gonna just for the sake of it pick the Panthers. I think the Panthers did a really good job this offseason at at addressing some needs. You go ahead and get DJ Chark, you get Hayden Hurst at that tight end position, which I think is 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 a big uh, big ad. Shy Tuttle, the defensive tackle, and Von Bell, veteran safety there. Um, and then Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen. I know Adam Thielen's on the back nine of his career, but that's sure. that's certainly a guy. By the way, for a young quarterback, veteran receiver. Very beneficial. I will, for the sake of disagreement, go with the Panthers here, just because I think I think Bryce Young. And by the way, I I know you've got a, a you know um, Jarrett on the defensive side for the Falcons. Sure. Is, is is a he's a he's an All Pro uh, style player. guy when he's healthy. Um, but other than that, the Falcons defense was bad. Last That's year. a good point. It's really bad. And the so, Carolina Panthers. I think this good. could be a yeah. soft landing I think spot. The, for I think this comes down to who has a ball at the end. I think the Panthers happen to be the ones that have okay. a ball at the end. I think they win by a field like goal. It. Okay, yeah. I, feel I like it. I like I'll take the Panthers to uh, to steal a. Uh, I'd like the Panthers to steal a divisional game here on the road, week one. I like that. Yep. Um, I uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, so, Walton with Falcons, right? Yep. Stick with Falcons. Panthers. Stick with Falcons. Cool. Good seven. stuff. Love yep. it. Um, all right, one p.m. kickoff. Bengals Browns in Cleveland, Ohio. The Browns Cleveland, are okay. two and a half point dogs. Look, the Browns are going to be defined by one dude, and that's it. And unfortunately, the Browns have a little bit of. Um, they have a little bit of Denver Broncos syndrome where they have tied themselves to their quarterback God, so, so desperately. Much. By the way, it's hilarious because their backup, DTR, has looked so good. Draft yeah. crush remind. Yes. I just got called out. If you've not looked any of what DTR did in the preseason, mm-hmm. this man should be starting. Shredded Washington, by the way. Shredded oh, their second team. Didn't shredded everyone, not yeah. just Washington. Yeah, yeah really. Re- I, I, I agree with you. I just the, the Browns are just defined by Deshaun Watson. True. And that's just going to be the story of it. Whether the ship 
rides or it sinks. I don't know. Their first team, when they played Washington, Washington played in Cleveland week one for the preseason, and that first team offense was was effortless. Uh, it was a knife through butter for Washington's defense. They just killed them. Um, what does one drive in the preseason tell you? Uh, probably nothing. But Deshaun Watson looked good. He looked good. He looked comfortable moving in the pocket. He threw well on the run. And Nick Chubb is, is an all-pro. So, um, you know, you have reason for optimism. But, again, it's just it's hinging on one thing, and you never want to have – your basket full of one big fat goose egg, right? You don't want that. You, you want a bunch of different uh, things that, that you can, you know, you, you can kind of dip, dip your, uh, dip your beak into. Um, if I may, uh, the Bengals though, on the other hand, I mean, that's a Super Bowl contending team. Right? It is. So I would have to imagine the Bengals uh, being favorites here are going to win this. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bengals. Bengals. Any, any two two scores. Wow. Two scores. Two, two scores for you. Two scores for the Bengals. Wow. I have a lot more respect for the Browns I do too. Uh, than that, um, particularly on the defensive end where I think they're underrated. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I think they've done well upgrading some of their offensive weapons. I think this is going to be super tight. I think it will I, be too. I think the line has done really well here. I will take the Bengals. I'm going to take them by a field goal at most. Yeah. I'll take them by a um, field goal. Yeah. I like that. I can. See, I could see a situation where the Bengals, where, you know, I could see a situation, because the Browns are, let, let's be clear, we are talking about the Cleveland Browns, right? Like, there's no reason to be getting too high on them. No. But, but I agree. I mean, they, they came in and beat Washington in Washington last year. That was around the time where the, where our defense really started to, to catch stride, and, and Deshaun Watson played well. I mean, he did play well. So he's, I don't like him as a human being. I want no. to come out with this. He, when he's played before, is a talented quarterback. Very much so. And he's back in it, you know, after a year of kind of messing around, figuring out his issues on the field. Yeah, it's a, they're going to be better this yeah. year. Yeah, no, got to feel good about that. Um, so yeah, I'll go Bengals. Walt goes Bengals. Um, I'm Bengals, but Bengals two, all the way. Two scores. Yeah, so I uh, like yep. that clean sweep for the Bengals. Uh, in Baltimore, up uh, four ninety five in Baltimore. Um, One o'clock kickoff between the Texans and the Ravens. Why are the Ravens winning this? The Ravens are winning this because the Texans aren't good. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, they had a fantastic draft. A, a um, phenomenal. I draft. think they had. They, it was up there with the Eagles. I hate to say the Eagles, Eagles had a good draft, draft, but I, it was up there with the Eagles. I thought they they were aggressive. I thought they. I, I you know they've got their hopefully their quarterback of the future question mark. My favorite quarterback in the draft. Walter likes C.J. Stroud. Huge a lot. crush. Yeah, yeah, Walter likes C.J. Stroud. Now the Ravens are ten point favorites. That is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Now you get Lamar Jackson, you know, locked up. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. Is it a Jr. lot though with Mark Andrews? Yeah, Mark Andrews is great, you and they got Rashad Bateman. The, by the way, you get Odell Beckham on a one-year deal. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, uh, the Ravens Zay are a team. By the way, well no coached. Dave Flowers is look good. No joke. I, I just, I, I look at this and like, okay, in the red zone, can the Texans stop Mark Andrews? I don't know. No, how. The, so the answer to that is, is absolutely is a big not. Fat no. But like, could they prevent you know getting the red zone opportunity a couple of times? Sure. I mean, do do can I? The, the Ravens can be sometimes so hit or miss. They can be so boom or bust. Mm-hmm. I think if they get in the end zone or not in the end zone, they get in the red zone. They're not stopping yeah, Mark Andrews well, getting there. So I, I just the, Ra- I think the Ravens are so the big the and the reason I think the Ravens are such a big favorite here. The Texans are that are we don't have a file. Like no. they have a new coach, they have a new quarterback, yeah. they have a, a whole new system all over the place. That that that. Really, for the most part, that entire organization got stripped down and, and, and rebuilt. So they are a complete unknown. 
Um, CJ Stroud could come in and throw for 425, right? You have no idea. Yeah, we all know. The Ravens, we know what they are, and we know that they're a big play offense. And when you're a big play offense going up against a defense that's got some holes in it, I think it's very yeah. it's very reasonable to talk yourself into the fact that the Ravens are going to win this game by 17 points, honestly. Yeah, yeah you can do that. Yeah, so I think that's... Uh, Is that what you're doing? Are you? I, 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 w- I would take the Ravens big here. Two, two, scores. Like two scores. I will take me. the Texans by one. And I'm going to do that because of exactly what Connor just said. We don't know what the Texans are. Sure. And so if you're I got, taking the ceiling. If I got to take the underdog pick here. And yep. here's the other thing. The Ravens are a team that has marked this right. Even though they're consistently in the playoffs, in their regular season, they throw out some duds sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they do. No, they, they have the Bills effect. They have yeah, the Bills they have effect. the Bills effect. And yep. I think here's an underrated factor. The Ravens' defense is unknown to me. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they have a star player there. I'm, I think C.J. Stroud is a guy who, who's going to need a little time to season. I do sure. think that. But despite all that, I love Nico Collins. I love Damian Pierce. Love Nico I, I think they can get to a shooting match with Lamar Jackson, who's yeah. going to be maybe a little rusty. You get Will Anderson, by the way. At this Will Anderson is kind of a guy. That guy's going to be a plug-and-play yeah. day-one impact guy. I, I Derek Stingley, people forget they got him. He was my yeah. favorite cornerback draft. He Fantastic. was really coming on Derek towards the end, end, of, end of the year. I will take and a tight one, probably like a 32-30 win or something weird. I like that. That's fun. I'll take like Texans. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, Hot take. <laughs> well, it, what it is is you're using the logic, and you're. I'm taking the seal. I'm taking the floor for the Texans, and you're taking the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, how, how this works in my head is basically, if Houston can stop the Ravens from getting toward the red zone, they might be able to win it. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're saying keep the keep the game between the forties. You keep the game. If they between keep the, the game between the forties. They're fine. Yeah. The second the Ravens start getting in the red zone, they won't stop it. Yeah. yeah. So that's where it comes down to. I don't yeah. think they can stop it. I don't think they'll be able to prevent the Ravens from getting in the red zone because yeah. I think it's going to be a You Mark guys Andrews are probably goal. right. I just, I'm gambling on like an interesting probability curve. Right? Take it. I'm holding yeah. you to it. I'm holding you to it. Take it. Steak dinner. I love it. Uh, let's head down At to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, where's the steak from? Is the steak from a cow? Um, it's going to be a tofu steak. I know I know that's what it's going to be. Uh, let's head out to Indianapolis. Uh, Colts and Jaguars. Jaguars were the, uh, were the team that Washington beat week one. Uh, they started out slow and went on an, just an absolute tear at the end right. of the season and, and rolled their way into the divisional round of the playoffs. Colts are, again, Colts are the Texans. The Colts are the Panthers. They're a huge giant question mark where we have no idea what Anthony Richardson is. We have no idea what... Um, yeah, it's a Shane Steichen, I guess, is their coach there now. Uh, just it, again the, with the Colts, it's it's the same conversation. Are you taking the ceiling or are you taking the floor? Right. Do you think Anthony Richardson comes out and throws two picks and throws for 160 yards, two picks, and no touchdowns? Uh, do you think he comes out and balls his ass off? Uh, who, who knows? Um, Jags are a team I think are are just built so well and i think trevor lawrence is going to do nothing but improve i mean there's no reason for me to believe that he's going to do anything but improve. he's definitely on the upward trend yeah um they are the jags are only five point favorites which feels weird to me um is this at indianapolis i assume it's in indianapolis so you get three points for being home most odd makers will give you three points for being home sure um so realistically what they're eight point eight point dogs something like that neutral field yeah. yeah so uh, so uh, I'm going with the with the Jags. The over under set of 45 and a half, which which means that they're thinking this could be a high scoring game. I'm I'm gonna take a, exactly use that logic with the Texans. I'm taking the floor for the Colts. I'm taking the Jags by 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 probably 14 points. Wow, 
That's that's Honestly. hefty. Okay. I I don't. I I'll go just, Jags, I, by, Jags by ten. The Jags amount of it, it, Lawrence has been work. Have you seen some of his off season workouts? I haven't. It's been working. He's been working off, and I think yeah. he's getting better. So yeah, yeah. I, guess, I also I think Anthony Richardson is going to have to take a, a minimum of half a year. I I, I yeah. think he's going to be a good quarterback, but. I honestly think it's going to take a little while for him. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is going to be a good quarterback. I would have drafted him with the Colts did, though, because if mm-hmm. he can figure it out, his talent's otherworldly. From, by the from way, his frame, perspective, incredible frame. And, and underrated, he yeah. makes good decisions and yeah. quick ones, yeah. which is perhaps the most valuable thing for a quarterback. The, the thing that scares me with him is that he makes short touch patches look like they're impossible. Yeah. And that is, I don't even know if he can teach that. I don't know. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit terrifying because there's a lot of those out there. But all that said, gotta take Jags here. I'm a huge believer in the Jags this year from a coaching perspective, Same. from a skill player perspective. Love Doug Peterson. Yeah, I don't think their defense is gonna be awful. It's there's some injuries there, but um, you know, their offense should be very good. Yeah. And I haven't seen the Trevor Lawrence workout videos, but I did see what he did the last six weeks last year, and it looked strong. About as good as it gets. Uh, I'll I'll yeah. take him by ten. Like it. Jags all around? Yeah. Jags all, all around. around. Set up to Pittsburgh. Steelers are only two and a half point dogs to the 49ers. Uh, I don't know why people, and you're going to have to help me out with this, both of you. I'm not quite sure why people are so high on the Steelers. I think it's the Mike Tomlin effect. No matter what he touches, just turns to gold. But I'm just kind of confused by the Kenny Pickett is just going to keep developing. And I'm just, I don't see it. I don't know about this. Nope. Not going to yeah. happen. I don't see it. Yeah. Nope. Um, Kenny Pickett is the perfectly placed quarterback to give you all kinds of problems because he's not bad. He's not bad, but he's not especially good. I know. And I don't know if he has the ceiling to get especially good. I think his ceiling probably is somewhat worse than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And uh, he'll probably be around like the 22nd to 19th best quarterback in the league. Yeah. And you're going to need to be perfect everywhere else to win with him. Yeah. Nick Bosa, how many sacks do you think he gets? Well, well, the, the Steelers have a decent offensive line, although it's not nearly what's been in the past. Kenny Pickett is a guy who can get the ball out quick, but he doesn't escape very well. I'll take one sack for Nick Bosa. Yeah, I said two. I think two. Now, my question is this, just out of curiosity. Montez Sweat for the Skins gets more sacks or Nick Bosa gets more sacks? I got to take one. Montez Sweat there. Yeah, you take it. Yeah, you feel Gotta like take that matchup. That's what I feel. Matchup. Yeah. It's just matchup. I mean, Nick Bosa is a better player. I like Montez. Nick Bosa is a far better player. You have to feel like. Well, also I'm thinking with that, that Nick Bosa contract. with this new contract, he's 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 yeah, gonna want to he's gonna want to prove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, 49ers are winning this, right? Easily. Is this in st- at at Pittsburgh? It's at a Creasure Stadium, which, by the way, go to hell. Go to hell with that name. Pittsburgh. The Steelers play well at home. That's a good home field advantage for them. I don't know the stats off the top of my head. The the 49ers might be my Super Bowl favorite, depending on... I'm not the biggest Brock Purdy believer, but mm-hmm. everywhere else besides quarterback, they're probably the best team in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, balance-wise, You don't believe absolutely. Brock Purdy. I think Purdy's going to be good. I, I don't know what I think about Brock Purdy. He, he got very lucky last year. If you look at his turnover-worthy plays, he had phenomenal luck. And just like teams like the Vikings, when they win one-score games... That worries me for their next yeah. season. For quarterbacks, that's that worries me for the next season. Sure. I, I think he's not going to be bad, but I don't think he'll be nearly what he was last year. I, I think he's yeah, I don't know. But you got a year of tape on him too. So yeah, it's a little bit too. you know, and, got and guys are able to idea. scheme a little bit on their weaknesses. I'll take the 49ers because of everything else. Their skill players are so good. Sure. 
Yeah, um, Debo, Brandon. Ayu, I mean, you just George you know, Kittle, could be literally you just two could, two scores for the 49ers. McCaffrey, two yeah, offensive line. Is I, I gotta go way closer. I'm I'm gonna stick close to this line. I I think it'll be a field goal or so. Sure. Yeah, wow. I like that. I yeah. actually so probably some good players. Yeah, I probably said I'll, I'll give a touchdown. Um, I'll I'll have the uh, the 49ers by a touchdown. Um, but I think they yeah, I think they take that. Uh, Walter, your Vikings, your beloved Minnesota Vikings are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vikings are six-point favorites to open up. That sounds um, about right. I think the Buccaneers this year are going to be a hot steaming pile of ass. So yep. I'm going to take the Vikings by 10. Yeah, I think that 10 is almost dead on. Yeah. Um, I think the Vikings are going to be way better than people think this year. Sure. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders, but um, defense should be noticeably improved. They lo- They had a big defensive purge. You know, huge yeah, defensive yeah, huge. I mean, Garrett the biggest Hendricks, thing is the Zedaria coordinator. Smith, yeah. Patrick Peterson. I mean, those are all, by the way, veteran guys. I know Patrick Peterson is, is certainly, uh, he's seen his his best days are in the mirror. Um, but Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. I mean, literally, if you were to go to U.S. Bank Stadium and pull people based on jerseys, you're going to have Dalvin Cook. You're going to have Kirk Cousins. You're going to have, obviously, Justin Jefferson. You probably have some Stephon Diggs. You might have some Eric Kendricks. You know, you'll have some Adam Thielen. And all these big kind of core Viking names gone this year. Real yeah. big purge for them. Now, I think it's for best. Eric Kendricks at points last year just needed to be sat down and be like, brother, you you, you are just not. You are not what you are. You're, Faded you, hard last year, a, unfortunately. Such a Great guy. Such a good player for so long. Underrated. And their defense just was lost so step. bad. I mean, it was so embarrassing because their offense kept them alive. Their defense literally was so desperate to give games away. Yeah. They wanted to, which but, has always historically been the opposite. For the it Vikings. is funny, yeah. The purple yeah. people eaters, not normally known except for the Randy Moss years for a good offense. Yeah. Um, I'll take the Vikings here by probably oh. nine. Um, I I think the Vikings offense is going to be noticeably improved because sure. of Jordan Addison as much as anything, and also because actually, unfortunately, Dalvin Cook just wasn't what he normally was mm-hmm. last year. I think the defense will be noticeably improved. The Bucks are still a team that have quality talent around the edges, but at the end of the day. That is a a problem there for them at QB, and that's just tough to deal with. Completely. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Bucks are just they're just in their post Tom Brady hangover, and uh, the reality for them is that and then they went in all in on this. This is what the Broncos did with Peyton Manning. This is yeah, what worth teams it. do. It's worth it. You you win a you win a Lombardi, but um, but I don't know how I do not know how you sell season tickets. It's gonna be tough. If you work for the Buccaneers, you say, "Hey, Baker Mayfield's lineup." Still have some good receivers out there. Yeah. Still got good talent on the defensive side in some areas, especially linebacker. Mike Evans, nine consecutive thousand plus yard what receiving years. What a talent! Years. This dude has a shot of having that snap this year with Baker Mayfield throwing in the ball. I think he'll still do it. I think, I think he'll you know. still do it. I, I hope he does. Do I desperately hope he does. Love Mike I, Evans. I think the Vikings go. Uh, I give him ten points. A, a ten, 10 points. point win. Yep. I think Jefferson just out for fun. Justin Jefferson gets two touchdowns in over 200 yards reception. Wow. That would be a off. fantasy. He just goes off. out. The, by the way, he is the, he is you the number draft one. You want to draft Yeah, he's yeah. the number he one off. pick in fantasy, yeah. I think, yeah. pretty pretty by consensus. And so. for anyone who doesn't know, he has looked better in camp than he did last year. Yeah. He's put on about six, maybe ten pounds of muscle, and yeah. he is... There, no one can cover. So him. I met Justin last year, and he's small, small guy. body. That's small not guy. how he normally wins. He's but not he gets he stronger. Is, I will year. say he is still not smaller than Devontae Smith. Devonte Smith, my dude, is yeah. just microscopic, but he's somehow body three Washington secondary members. All Let's at once. not talk about that. Just forget it. I just why do I do this myself? 
Uh, let's head to uh, New Orleans. Those are the Dan Snyder years. It's all yeah, in the past. It's who? all it's Dan who? Dan who? I have never heard of him in my life. Of, I don't yeah, know who Dan forget. Snyder is. He probably sells phones, doesn't don't even he? Know who he is. I was going to say, I might have run into him at Foot Locker. He was selling me some shoes. Um, let's head down to New Orleans, folks. Saints and Titans. Uh, Saints. This is a fun matchup, actually. Yeah. I don't normally like these teams. This is a fun guy matchup. Saints are three-point favorites. I have stood on a hill not as hard as I have for Kirk Cousins. I might be Kirk Cousins' official lawyer. But I have really stood on a hill for, uh, especially on this podcast, um, from brutal attacks from Sean. Uh, Sean loves to attack Derek Carr, and I just I won't allow it. I won't no. allow Derek Carr yeah, to be disrespected. Way, no. first of all, he's an amazing he's dude. dude. But also, Derek Carr just unfortunately uh, for him has just gotten a little bit of what Jason Campbell ran into, and quite frankly, what Kirk Cousins ran into in the first part of his career. Just you know, first of all, you're you're just in an organization that is the. They just can't. They can't put it all together, and that's fine. Most 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 quarterbacks enter the league, and they are in organizations that can't put put it fully together. Um, he's not going to put the team on your back. No, no. Um, but I have said this about Kirk Cousins from the day he entered this league. Um, Kirk Cousins does not need to be great for this your team to be really good. It just doesn't. And Derek Carr does not need to be an elite quarterback. People sit there and go, "Well, Derek Carr's not elite. He can't win a Super Bowl. Like, he doesn't need to be elite." I will let's say ten's elite. Where do you think Derek Carr needs to be? Sits, a, be- sits beautifully. He is sat down with a nice little rug and a nice blanket right at seven and a half. That's a, I was going to say Doable. seven. Yeah, like seven it. and a half. He just sits there perfectly. And by the way, he's he's not going to win you a game single handedly. He he might even lose you a game once or twice on just dumb decisions. Um, but he's a guy that if you were to just do a math game, Walter loves math numbers. If you were just to put in into an equation and you were to just play this out over the course of the season, um, he's going to give you enough to win. He's yeah. not going to be your problem over the majority of a season. He's and you can actually do that math by by EPA per play, which is my favorite way of quantifying what right. a, a quarterback does. If you don't know what that is, it's basically saying how many points do you add to a team versus someone yeah. you could find on like the waiver wire. Derek Carr is a totally acceptable quarterback. He's like Absolutely. 16th in the league. And and that's does sounds kind of disrespectful. It's really hard to find a 16th Very or 15th rank. People, those guys get paid hundreds of millions. People die for it. And um, yeah, he can he can win you games. Yeah, yeah he can. Um, so so what do you got? Well, what, what are they winning or losing this? I got to take the Titans here, and that's because as much as you like Derek Carr and, and defend him, I kind of defend Ryan Tannehill. That's I know funny. he's on the other side. Yeah, uh, the, really he's funny. on the downside of his career. He was better than people thought for a long time, at yeah. least with Tennessee, anyways. Um, maybe it's last year, Miami. The Titans, here's here's my hot take. I think that they are a team who have weirdly upgraded at skill positions, better than people think, mm-hmm. including with the backup running back for Derrick Henry, Spears, as well as at the wide receiver position. I think that uh, I think that they're going to be better than than a lot of people expect. I think they're a nine seven team, and and the Saints are just. I think they're they're going to be good towards the end of the year, but yeah. they're all new. So much new there. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a little tougher week one. I'll yeah. t- I'll take Titans close one by five points. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll take the Saints here. I'll take the Saints at home. Um, I think the Titans, unfortunately, are a team that have been aging in slow motion. And I think That's if you fair. were to slowly take, if you were to just to go in there and take Derrick Henry out and flick him out of that, um, that this this team is is going to be seven and ten tops. Um, they're they just unfortunately they their defense has slowly regressed. Um, their offense they've they have never I honestly name me I know they get DeAndre Hopkins and that's that's a big get this offseason. But they've never had a true one receiver, like no. a real true star receiver. They've never had it. And and in defense of Ryan Tannehill, 
I mean, if you want to build a team around that guy, uh, get him a receiver. They got Burke now, right? Right. But you think about, I thought the pick for Will Levis was the stupidest thing of all time. I don't like him. None of it made sense because, first of all, you say essentially to Ryan Tannehill, hey, dude, uh, we've, whether anyone wants to admit this to you or not, the Titans have been trying to get rid of Ryan Tannehill for three years, for three years. Uh, you go out there and you go draft Malik Willis and say, hey, uh, Ryan, you, you coach him up. And uh, whenever you start to show any sorts of rust, you're on your ass. The good thing that happened for Ryan Tannehill was that Malik Willis is not an NFL quarterback. So yeah. it, by default, Ryan Tannehill kept his job. And so what they did now was let's let's go ahead and draft Will Levis, our replacement for Malik Willis, who's eventually our replacement for Ryan Tannehill. It's just yeah, I don't but, think but, they have any idea what they're doing. I just don't think they know what they're doing. Will Levis is as strong an indictment as Malik Willis as I've ever heard of a player. Like, literally, yeah. you drafted the year before. He's a yeah. third rounder. And you're like, yeah, this guy is just not for the league. Also, that's what my Will dude, Levis is. my dude puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Put him in prison. Yeah, he's gone. And just that's unfortunate. But, I, you know, um, this is one thing that we have, I think, come to realize with drafting quarterbacks. There's a whole bunch of things we can talk about. It's very hard business. But if you're drafting them for really, really small schools... You better be damn sure better this be guy right. can play. Yep. Better be right. Because Completely. most, of t- almost every time it doesn't work. Even I mean, with Carson Wentz, it didn't brother, really, really work. And uh, Trey Lance, Malik. Wilson. Look at Trey Lance. Yeah. Look at what. Look at what the 49ers, They literally sold him for a bag of peanuts, and they said, "Get out." And by the way, it's because they're so well coached that the 49ers are going to escape a public flogging that any other team, 31 other teams, would get. That draft to go up and get Trey Lance and to give up as much as they did to. Sw- and by the way. Not so, I mean, Trey Lance, it's so funny how That's good they brought Purdy. Mistake. Brock Purdy has literally just put a beautiful bow over one of the worst draft picks in recent NFL history, yeah. and it's not close. Yeah, just I'd pretend you took right, him first. I'd love to know pretend. right now what the delta is between the, the difference between the talent they gave up versus what they ended up getting it's with so Lance. Much. Dude, it uh, is, it, so it, much. Dude, I wanted so much, man. That gap. It was, it was uh, dude, I said this about. We've said this. I mean, a lot of people said this in fairness about the Robert Griffin trade. People don't realize how much that legit set back the franchise. Yep. Like how many first Four round years, picks you probably a hundred percent. Where where guys, you just you didn't have a chance to swing. And that's them. why you really shouldn't make trades like that. You shouldn't. And the only time you can ever do, of course, is for a quarterback. But even so, most of the time. You should not have that confidence in your evaluation project. That confidence, I mean, that decision right there screams that you know, that you know without a doubt. When you make that move, you're telling everyone you know that X player. Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, John Eller are the only people you should be trying for. Like those elite, like maybe Peyton Manning. Can't miss. Like they are, everyone is in agreement. Those guys come along. Literally about once a decade. Yeah. Yeah. So don't think otherwise. You better be right. And, they, and the team who's right. number one overall will never trade down. It anyways. was my you biggest, can hand them ten picks. It was my biggest it. critique when it came to the Russell Wilson sign and trade. It was the biggest critique I had with the big con- I mean contract to give to Russell, the contract to give to Sean Watson. Don't ever, ever, ever in life, in business, in football, in anything, leave yourself with zero room. Yeah, you cannot leave yourself with no room for to move to wiggle. When you tie yourself completely to one dude, it's like okay, well, you've either tied yourself to a balloon and you're you guys are going to soar off into the sunset, or you've tied yourself to an anchor and you're jumping into the Chesapeake Bay. Like something, I just uh, something that I, something I heard from Jeff Bezos sums it up, and I think that's probably where this goes here. If you have to throw a Hail Mary on first down, 
first play of the game, you've already lost the game. Yeah, I lost the game. That's and it. Sounds, that point. sounds like what that was. So long, long uh, giant circle back to our Titans Saints. Uh, I'm picking the Saints. Walt, you have the Titans, right? Taking Titans. Taking Titans. Mark Saints. I Titans. go Saints by four. Saints okay. by four. Good stuff. Um, Packers Bears NFC North rivalry. Um, I'm assuming that's Doug over there. Yeah, that's Doug. Hey, causing Doug. His, his typical mayhem. Packers Bears in Soldier Field. We're heading to the 425. In Soldier here. Field. Oh, well, that's in Soldier Field. Little, yeah. So let's go through the next few 425 matchups in kind of rapid style here. Um, and then we'll get to our primetime games. Packers Bears, two teams that have a shot to have a okay ceiling, uh, yeah. but also have eight, a shot eight, to eight, eight, nine win ceiling completely. Yeah. Uh, and also have a floor to, to win three games. Yeah, Bears probably more in Packers there. Packers have a a strong defense. I can probably very, bail them out. Very strong defense. And you know, they it looks like they found themselves a true one receiver and good running backs. Jordan Love has looked fine in the preseason. We'll see. Maybe he's a situation with. Uh, maybe he is what what uh, we say with Derek Carr. Maybe he needs to be good, and that that Packers team can be great. Yeah. Yep. I go with the Packers. Their defense does it. I'll go Packers. Yeah, on neutral field, I'm definitely taking Packers. But as a Viking fan who's seen. Many a game at Soldier Field, this is a Bears win, and I feel incredibly confident. And the only reason is playing at Soldier Field is just death for every net. It's so hard. It's I don't know why. Uh, Bears by three here. It'll be close. Justin like Field's going to throw for like three yards and run for 150, and somehow they'll win. Love it. Love it. Uh, Bears are favorited here by one. Uh, Rams are going to be Cooper Cupless. He is going to miss week one with his uh, aggravated hamstring Rest injury. in peace to all those fancy teams that drafted Absolutely two weeks ago. Absolutely rest in sweet peace. Uh, 425 kickoff. This is in Seattle. Seahawks and Rams. Um, these, I mean, this is these are two really big question marks is they're going to run it back with Gino and they're going yeah. to say cool we're just going to try to do this again and try to relive the magic now if you look through the NFC you'll realize as you start going down the list um you have your top tier guys and a lot of them are in the NFC East sure but I I think the Seahawks are are, are going to be right in this playoff race uh I think the Seahawks and Giants are going to kind of run it back as to what they were last year sure um the Rams it's it dude if you want to know how the Rams are going to do this year if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go out to L.A. and ask Matt Stafford, how's your arm feeling? If it's feeling really, really good, yeah. feel okay. If it's not feeling good, if he looks at you and goes, eh, just, just chalk them up for being 6-11. and 11. He would run from that question. Completely run from that question. Oh, no doubt. Oh, by the way, if you like, can get just to him, just turn head, head. I mean, it could be a seven-lane highway in front of him. He'd run Completely. right through the middle of that thing. By the way, if you get a hold of Matt Stafford, let him know. I'd love to have him on the pod. Love yeah, he's a great dude. Though. He seems like a really good dude. Uh, so I am taking the Seahawks in this one. Any uh, yeah. Seahawks? I'm actually going to go Rams. Rams? Hmm. I'm going to go Rams close. I'm going to go Rams close. Is this at L.A. or? This is in Seattle. Oh, God. It's oh. a divisional <laughs> game. I thought it was L.A. That's a divisional game. You never know. Yeah, that's true. In the NFC West. But don't these the guys Seahawks normally beat the Rams? That's the, that's the Seahawks thing. Seahawks do have a, have a nice little little number there. Fuck the Rams. it. Rams by three. Yeah. I love it. I love Rams the bull take. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take Seahawks by 15. I think this is going to be a slaughter. I actually think it's going to be a little bit closer to where Walter is. I'm not going to go as far as 15. I'll say 10. Seahawks by 10. Yeah, I think that's one of the best receiving cores in the NFL there. Yeah. Um, Raiders, Broncos. I will say this every time the Raiders come up. Josh McDaniels should not be a head coach in the NFL. Please yeah. stop employing him. He's not a head coach. He might be a good offensive coordinator. I don't know how many times he needs to run this over. Uh, he's not a good head coach. Uh, Raiders decided to go get a worse jimmy garoppolo or a worse Derek car by signing jimmy, jimmy garoppolo, garoppolo right uh so they decided to go uh go that route um the raiders are not going to be very good this year i can't imagine i don't think they have a direction and quite frankly i think this jimmy garoppolo move was i, I hated it i said to sean earlier this summer this was my least favorite my actual least favorite free totally agency agree. move 
and it wasn't close. Um, I hate this move because I don't think the Raiders know what they are. They're in between going and gone. They are stuck in this concept that they have a core to build around. They don't. Uh, I don't know what Josh Jacobs' situation. I believe he signed a one-year contract, but you know Something that, like that means that he's hitting free agency next year. Um, blow it up. Leon Mack is getting older. It's it's bad. Blow it's, it up. That, that is my least favorite franchise in terms of direction and current situation. I agree with you, Connor, right now in the NFL. Blow it up. And I take like, the Cardinals all day. They're staring at Caleb Williams in the face. That sounds complete, fantastic. And by the way, they are, in no, they are not interested in winning more than three games no. this year. It's very clear nope. what they're doing. By the way, they cut Colt McCoy. Because Do you know why they cut Colt McCoy? They cut Colt McCoy because Colt McCoy would literally win six games this year. Like, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that he would find or a way. Or five, and that'd be devastating. It would absolutely kill him. Um, so, yeah, the, the Raiders, I just uh, – I've said this um, before – indecisiveness in football leadership is the worst thing you could be. You saw this. We lived this with Bruce Allen, where it was constantly, let me put both wheels on either side of the median. One foot in, one foot out. Steven Paya and Deshaun Golson. And let me go get these third-tier free agent guys. We're not going to sink our our, our, – we're not going to spend big. We're going to leave enough room in our cap if anything big happens. If Deshaun Jackson suddenly becomes available and we want to give him a lot of money or Josh Norman will give him a lot of money. Um, but you're not picking a lane. Um, they're just patchworking quarterback. They're patchworking a defense. Um, and they're settling. And it's what the Raiders are doing. I, I just I, – I think the Josh McDaniels situation is is, is a mess. It's a mess. Um, yeah. Now, on the other side of it, the Broncos are are really in the Browns situation. What did, what is Russell Wilson? Because if Russell Wilson shows up and is what he was last year, um, it's over. And by the way, it's over for the next two years. So uh, three years actually. So um, look, does does Sean Payton get the best out of out of Russell? Um, I think he gets better out of Russell. Sure. And that's why I picked the Broncos here. I think they're they're gonna take this at home um, in Denver against the Raiders. Easily, it comes down to head coaches. Yeah, yeah, close. Yeah, I I think that's a fair point. I I also will say this: the Broncos horrifically underperformed last year. I know Russell Wilson is probably not what he what he was three years ago, but uh, I still think he's far better than what he showed last year. I think a lot of it was on that head coach, as Mark said. Hundred percent. And the other thing is that the Broncos' talent, at least offensively, is stout. Yep, they have a decent offensive line. They have strong receivers and at least receiver depth, and uh, their their running backs pretty good there. Uh, they should be able with Russell Wilson there. They should totally. be able to score, and yep. and yeah, I, I think they're they're a better team than the Cortland uh, Sutton. By the way, yeah, one God, did you see Tim Patrick towards ACL? That's, that's it's just devastating. Like, I gotta tell you, I uh, I am uh, so bummed for Tim Patrick. That guy, I think, is and I, th- what's such a bummer is two back to back season ending injuries is is a uh, that is a career. You start I thinking, know, what can yeah. I do outside football? Yeah, you start wondering, okay, could I? Can I? Can I put shingles on roofs? Like, can I sell insurance? It's it sucks. Luckily, it sucks. my guy signed a what forty four mil with twenty mil guaranteed for injury. Invested. Go to T. He should be okay. He should be good. I uh, would take that for I a torn ACL. Do, listen, I I tear I a lot go, more than that. Brother, for I, let me you tell you, I'll just give don't you my buy house in Loudoun County, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, just do everything but what we're doing. You'll need the whole contract in my house, <laughs> and then some. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, I have Broncos Raiders. Uh, Broncos. What do you got? Oh, that Broncos. Broncos, Broncos Sean Payton by, all day. By, by six. Sean Payton. All the way through. I love it. Uh, let's go to Inglewood, California, the other L.A. team. My LA. game of the week here, by the way. Yeah, this is going to be fascinating. Um, dude, it's put up or shut up time for the Chargers. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. This year is officially it for yes. me. 
Um, I think Brandon Staley has the hottest seat of all coaches in the league. Uh, I think it's even hotter than Ron Rivera's. I, I think his is the hottest. I agree. Because here's the reality. If the Chargers do what they did last year, um, and their playoff exit was so crushing. I mean, that, that to blow a lead against the Jags and, and to yak all over yourselves um, in the playoffs there. This team is way too talented. And Justin Herbert is way too good for this team to not be constantly showing up in Cincinnati or um, in Kansas City and saying, Hey, we're we're a big dog in the AFC. They're not a big dog in the AFC, and and at this point, um, it's put up or shut up time. Right. I, there's one guy who's got a harder seat, and it's Mike McCarthy in Dallas. I think so. He's got a much harder seat, I think. Than you Jerry Jones hotter. is a patient dude, though. He's, Jerry dude, Jones. Let me tell you Jason something. Jason Garrett got more time there than I. I don't. He's he has spent more time yes. in a job he wasn't qualified for than me in a McDonald's drive-through. True. Line. That's a lot. True. Also, I think Mike McCarthy has much more talent that he has wasted on the team than Garrett did. Yeah. So with that being said, be. your your timeline gets shrunk. It's not per se that you're given time versus less time. It's how much talent do you have on the team? I actually disagree that with that out. last part. But Garrett in 2013 with P- well, 2012, 2013 with Peak Romo, you had um, that Peak Romo, Demarcus Ware, Des Bryant team uh, with running back uh, Murray. Marco Murray, yeah, Demarco Murray. Um, th- that they got team in the playoff twice. I don't believe over. They got Jason the, Witten. They were a strong team, but they were Did, in the playoffs. I do. Has they, Mike McCarthy taken they were, more they were than in the one playoff? Game. You remember they were in the, the title. The game. Cowboys were in the playoffs last year, weren't they? Not. Uh, were they, they were in the playoffs last year. They yeah. beat the, more, yeah, no, I said more than once. More than once. Has Mike McCarthy taken more well, than one? Well, he's only been with them for what is this? His fourth year? Yeah, third or fourth year. He's won one playoff game with them. No, you're right. The pressure is no doubt about it. There's way more. I just here's here's the reason I agree. with Connor, I thought Brandon Staley should have been fired this offseason. I thought I Brandon think Staley close. should have been fired this offseason. So it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. And and to the, your point, the Chargers, and by the way, I misspoke. Khalil Mack is on the Chargers. He's yeah, not the yeah, Chargers. He, yeah, he left the reason. Um, but he is still aging. But they have Joey Bosa, so it's all good. Yep. Um, Who, by the way, him. can't keep his helmet on. And- Literally the guy plays about as much NFL football as I do. <laughs> uh, but but here's the reality. Chargers have a strong receiving core there. I I, I wasn't the biggest Quentin Johnson fan, but look, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, yeah. uh, Palmer, uh, the, you know, they got Eckler, and then, you know, they are a Ferrari that was kept in the garage last year. By the year way, Derwin James is safety. Things. That's, that's almost James. A, that's what, what borderline all-pro safety. What are the, what's the Not minimum? borderline, all-pro. What's yeah. the yeah. minimum amount of wins Staley has to have just to keep his, just to clear the bar? I think he's, he's got to be 10, dude. Yeah, I think 10. he's more than 9. Yeah, he's got to be in the playoffs. I want you to look around the AFC and realize the AFC South is the Jags to win. The AFC North is a big question mark. I think it's the, the uh, it's going to be between... The Bengals and Ravens, but you start looking around the AFC. My point is, is it's not very deep at all. No, they, they what the Chargers have to have. It's it's not a win total thing. They have to have a statement win. They have to go into Cincinnati. Yeah, they got to be a Bills. They've got to go to the Bills. They've got to go to the Chiefs and punch them in the face. And they've never done it. They've never done it. Uh, and you're right. I thought Brandon Staley should have been fired because, dude, the reality is, is Brandon Staley is a defensive minded coach. Very much so. And that defense only really put it together at the second part of last yeah. year, which is inexcusable. That offense is where your investment has to be in. And Justin Herbert, so far, I mean, they're wasting these young, good years of Justin Herbert. Just yeah, and, and by the way, that contract is coming. Yep. And once that's here, there is a lot of talent that's going to fly out the door. Come I love their offensive coordinator hire from the Cowboys. Moore, right? Kellen Moore, I think his name is. Yep. What's his name? Is that his name? Yep. Kellen Moore. Um, yep. I, I haven't checked him recently, but love his play design. 
glad he didn't go for a head coach design. Totally. Can't go too early. He seems a little young. And also his his attitude on the sideline sometimes is, I know this is a weird thing. doesn't seem quite right. But from a play mm. design perspective, I think he might be elite. I expect the Chargers to be far better this year. I think yeah. He'll maximize Herbert, for and sure. I still will take the Dolphins in this game. Yeah, so it's funny. That's that's <laughs> with all those exact that's Dolphins. a heel turn right there. Uh, yeah, well, the Chargers are three point favorites here. Um, Makes sense. Look, the Dolphins are. Um, this is. I'll say this: If Tua was my brother, if I was sitting across talking to Tua, I would say, "Brother, enough football for you. You were done. Right? <laughs> I think so. Enough of this. Yeah, that yeah could you be can't fair. do this." Um, the concussion thing is obviously concerning, but look, I'm not going to tell a dude how to do his living. And the reality is, is he knows his situation. He knows his, his head and he, I'll leave that to him. Um, I, I the dolphins have, have so much. Um, it's just, it, I, I don't like to be the guy to keep saying the same thing for different teams, but it's just, what's Tua? What's Tua this year? Yeah, it's I, a good just, question. I don't. I don't know what else to say. About he was offense. very good when he was healthy. Does last Tua have? Here's a question: Does Tua have to be anything? Yes, he does have to be something. Does well, he, he? He does. Can he just be a seven they, out of ten quarterback and get honestly, through the maybe with there? their receiver talent? He, That's what I'm Mark, saying. Mark, I'm just saying right there. Tyreek, Tyreek has two touchdowns, Waddle. 150 yards. Waddle. Who says that he has to be the guy? I mean, quarterback is the most famous position just because of sure. the responsibility. It's, it's high there. profile. Sure. Uh, also, he can just be. And if he's just a quarterback that just is, he's fine. Sure. Um, yes. I'll say this. Um, he does have to be something, just based on his style. Just based on his style. Yeah. Um, he does. Uh, Walter's taking a pit stop as he, uh, as he rolls Unbelievable. out. Unbelievable. It's good to see Unbelievable. Walter. Unbelievable. Have a great night. We only had one job. Um, I'll take the Chargers here. I'll take the Chargers to this one. I like the Chargers uh, tools overall. And I, and I do think that this is an Where important Where is it, Miami? Year. This is going to be in California. Yeah, home so. field advantage here. Home field advantage. I think that's what makes it <laughs> I don't know if any LA team has no, a specific home field advantage. That's true, actually. Um, think about I, I, don't I don't think don't anybody know. in LA wants I always team. default when a game's close, you gotta give it to default more home. I don't think it's a runaway by any team though. I think it's a close game. I think it's a great game though. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a fantastic game. I will take the Chargers uh in this one. But what? Chargers by seven. Okay. What do you got? Yeah, I probably agree with you there. Chargers by seven. I think right. by seven. We'll get Walter's Definitely. call when he's back from the commode. Um, 425, this is up in Boston, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Patriots and Eagles. Um, Patriots are four-point dogs. They should be way bigger dogs than this. Yeah. I think the Patriots are going to be bad this year. Yep. Uh, I think way, Matt Jones. Jones. Can I just say it? I think he's overrated. I don't know if he's really rated. Here's I think he's had a, he's had enough time to prove it at this point with well, Belichick. Unless you have a situation where it's uh, you'll break it, maybe Belichick sees something clearly, but I, I just don't. Well, I don't see it. This is the thing that I was saying. I to don't Sean see before. He got a lot of hype. The concern that is with the, the here's what, what Mac Jones's problem. When you say he's overhyped, the problem with Mac Jones is that Mac Jones was in a rookie class where every rookie quarterback that was drafted with him drastically underperformed and he actually ended up being kind of the last man standing where people overrated his rookie year as being oh my god this guy is this guy is something would special. you would you agree with me that it appears that basically matt jones is oh we have a hole in a position called quarterback here you go fill it because it does not well, seem no, like they, they pulled they, him to to make the team better it seems like he is there to plug a hole he is filling the tom brady shoes which will never be filled 
But where his time is being purchased, where Mac Jones' time is being purchased, is that in his rookie year, he was the best performing rookie in the class. Since then, obviously, Trevor Lawrence has improved dramatically. They've had more time to get new people. Well, it, it's it, this is just a talent thing. I don't think Mac Jones is, is is quite there. He might be a system guy. He's a bridge quarterback. This is not the future. I think the reality with the Patriots is simple. They need an, a complete and utter washout. And I I love, but Bill that's, that's, Bill that's what I'm trying down. to get to. At what yes. point? Do, at what point do you blow the no, blow up the bridge quarterback year, this offseason? I think it should have yeah. been already this year. And I do think that that Bill Belichick. I I don't know the and I, I said this. Because Sean thinks that that Bill Belichick will get up into a, he he thinks that Sean uh, that Bill Belichick will will go into a management role with the team next. Oh, next move on year. from coaching. Move up from coaching. I think he. Sh- I think if I'm Robert Kraft, and my guess is that Robert Kraft this offseason is going to go to him and say, "Hey, listen, let's, we're going to have to make a change. I am not firing you. I refuse to fire you. So either you resign and retire." Uh, and you just make this on so your you end. Think or... Bill you think Belichick goes first before Jones? A change is made. I, I think when a change is made, it's everybody. It's not going to be one or the other. I think it's going to be everybody. And I just think everybody. I, I, I think, I the think, I think you it. blow up Matt Jones and you, you find a replacement first. Give I Belichick here with the guy. Give Belichick here with the new guy. See what happens. I would. I don't know if that's necessarily. I just don't know if that's in the cards. I think he's Belichick has had enough time now to build a team around Jones that could make you feel like. They could build a winner. And I don't think that Jones is that guy. I think it's a whole. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, to be fair, it's still on Belichick because he is the GM Correct. there. Yeah, he's I the think coach and GM. To me, I don't see Belichick leaving the field from coaching until he wants to because one of his legacy, and I think Robert Kraft is basically yeah. going to say, I'll lose for five seasons at the U because of what you did. Robert Kraft strikes me as that kind of guy. Yeah. You don't um, fire, you, you wouldn't fire Lombardi. If Lombardi came and coached for five no. years and was sub 500, it's like, well, you're Vince Lombardi. Right? 100%. You're not firing Don Shula. They sell out every game still. Completely. Um, they're Same. still competitive-ish. Yep. They're, yep. Um, their defense is still fantastic, still which is what Belichick is really I guess. For. I guess the question I'm getting to is Bill, uh, is Bill Belichick's sunset years as coaching being wasted with Matt Jones as a quarterback? Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I think, probably, I think the answer is no doubt yes. It's just a matter of well, how— Well, then why hasn't the change been made up to well, this Well, they point? haven't He's been in a position time. to draft a quarterback yeah. that could reasonably could trade. replace Max. You can go try to make trades. You, they don't have the draft capital. They're too assets. mid of a team. Like, they're too good to be—I mean, this is what we say with, with, with the Skins recently. Um, they have not been—this you know, is why you need to have a top 10 pick to really be in any conversation with the quarterback. If you're in 15, 16, 17, 18, you're, you're hauling— a lot of capital yeah, to move up, tough. and it's that's what. And now you're getting in the 49ers territory, or I'm giving up. Yeah, 49ers trade from where? Like nine? They weren't even. Far they out. weren't even that far back, and they gave up. It's just with with the desire for quarterbacks as high as they are. It, this it's it's buying a house in Loudoun County. It's buying a house right yep. where I live. Saying, I, 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 I think, it's, these, I it's think like at some point though. I think at some point you're like, look, we're we're just going to be with this guy who's mediocre the whole time. You got to cut and make move. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Eagles are going to win this game easily. Uh, the Patriots are not going to be very good this year. Nope. Is this at New England in Foxborough? This is a game I could see the Patriots. Win. I'm going to take Patriots. I I wow. hope so. I'm going to take Patriots. Right. Wow. I think the Eagles overperformed a little last year. As much as I like their draft, I don't know what their draft was. I just have to assume that I like it. Mm. The Eagles overperformed to me last How year. How did the Patriots 
How do the Patriots? The stop Eagles hurts? ran an offense that is not necessarily unstoppable. It is it is a scheme. They won on scheme. Jalen Hurts is a good Based quarterback. Based on Jalen yeah. Hurts, so how do but, they stop Jalen Hurts? Well, Jalen Hurts is is no Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. He cannot beat you as far as we've been able to see from the pocket reliably. Mm-hmm. He has to normally be able to threaten you. What well, makes RPO you think the Patriots stuff. defense can keep him in a pocket? If there is one person in this league. Who can stop a scheme-based win is Bill Belichick. It's Bill Belichick, yeah. And if it's a chess game, you're you're competitive, yeah. no matter who's on the field. I understand that people saw a lot of the Eagles and were like, unbelievable, incredible. And hey, look, there's a lot of reasons to think that. I don't want to knock that back. They just strike me as a team that would, from the offensive side, not necessarily defensive, where I think they're more talented. Mm-hmm. The offensive side outperformed what I would have expected and still got good skill players. Great offensive line. Jalen Hurts is yeah. a good player. I and and all that nets up to pretty good offense. I just don't think they're at that Chiefs Bills level. I think they're a tier or two below, realistically, and they were schemed well last year. I think they ran the RPO very well. I think they got Jalen Hurts to be able to throw to receivers against cover two defenses in ways that people weren't necessarily expecting. I I, I, I think there's gonna be some regression. Okay. Yeah. I, still, yeah. I mean, I still think Eagles by ten. Fair enough. By 10? I like that. I hope you're desperately right. I honestly hope you're right, Walty. I'd yeah, I'll take Patriots by five. Rooting, rooting for hell out of the Patriots. Loss. But if I'm just if I'm being objective here and I have money on the line, I got to go Patriots. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just kind of got to do I mean, they're a great team. Yep. They're a yeah. great team. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night football, MetLife Stadium. This is in New York. Dallas flying up to play the Giants. Giants are three and a half point dogs against wow. the Cowboys. Yeah, so... Um, in New York, yeah, in New York, nah, Vegas. I, I mean, it's fun. I, well, I, get, I don't see that. It's it, yeah, it is funny because three. I mean, three and a half point dogs really with that home. I mean, it's it, really what they're saying here. If home field advantage, I, like we said, they give them three points. So you're really talking about a six and a half to seven point yeah. Cowboys favorite here. Uh, I don't see it. I'm nope. picking the Giants, dude. Yep. I'm picking the Giants. I'm picking Giants I, I, too. I, wow. I, Are we all taking yep, the dog? Hundred percent. Interesting. I'm yeah. taking the dog, and the reason is because. Um, I don't think the I, don't, I got the last year do. to go um, with my gig. I was over in the Giants press conference room. Um, got to, you know, got got to be in the press conference room. And Brian Dable came in, Kayvon Thibodeau came in, and Daniel Jones came in. This was a Sunday night game where they beat Washington to really kind of take control of that playoff spot. Um, they are a very disciplined team under Brian mm-hmm. Dable. I mean, there is a vibe from them that. Is, I mean, I mean, it's it, Brian Dable is a guy who just walks into the room and he's so even, even Steven. I mean, he's an, he's a former Alabama coach. Sure, this is a guy from the Nick Saban tree. Um, he is he is not overly impressed with anything, and he's got his guys believing. I mean, he really does. I've always, I've always thought that Daniel Jones is a baby Kirk Cousins in the sense of. He might he might give you three or four just boneheaded plays a game. He might turn the ball over once or twice. He might have fumble rightus, but the dude's a freaking athlete. He freaking can run athlete, the ball. Man. He's got a huge arm. And in that way, not like Kirk Cousins. No, a hundred percent not like Kirk Cousins. Um, but I I gotta tell you, I don't like them at all. I do not like the New York Giants. I don't like their fans. But you've got to feel really good going into the season. For a team that overperformed out of their minds last year under a new coach and, and made them feel comfortable enough to say, look, we're, we're going to ride with Daniel. Um, you got Saquon under contract. He didn't have to hold out. I feel really good about it. I, I honestly do. I, I'm going to take the Giants at home. 
I don't see them. I don't. I don't honestly see the Cowboys linebacking core able to keep up with Saquon alone. Get alone getting Daniel out of out of the pocket. So. Yeah, it's funny. Their linebackers, they invested over the years really heavily in those linebackers, right, with Jalen Smith yeah. and with Leighton Vander Esch. And obviously Jalen Smith mm-hmm. hit a real, really hard shelf, became yep. a giant. And I think I, mean, he, I don't think right he's, now. he's even nope. playing with anybody right Free now. Agent. Yeah. And then Leighton Vander Esch uh, at no point played up to his draft position. I think he got better. There's no doubt he's like – I would equate him to – I think he's definitely – a little bit more productive than Jamin Davis, but I, I'd equate him to Jamin Davis in the sense of I feel like overdrafted. injured a fair, a fair amount. That's, so I was injured. just about to say that the injury there. Yes. Is, yeah, yeah. The Cowboys, you know. Yeah, the 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 thing the Cowboys from for, I don't get the hype for them this year. I no. see a number of weaknesses. I think Micah Parsons is a freak, a force, He's a freak. But on the Absolute back force. end, I don't think I like any of their players. Yeah, I just think and that's Michael, a big problem. I think I think Michael Parsons gets a bit muted. The fact that Daniel yeah. Jones can move here and with Saquon. I think you scheme, or, but here's the other part that I said. Well, yeah, you scheme, but do you, you, you scheme can scheme the other around side linebackers too. better than any other position. Yeah. You can you can scheme sure. around the linebacker position. Yeah, I mean now if they're but with you know, what they have a good defensive line for sure, and that means something. You're the saying the, how the Giants do it? No, the Cowboys have a good you know defensive line, and that helps sure. a lot. But my problem is scheming to you know we're talking about protecting their linebacking core. The issue they run into is is who do you do that with from a safety and from a cornerback perspective? Oh, I'm saying it's easiest to coach as an offense to scheme against a linebacker than scheme a linebacker. I think oh, you're thinking I'm, I'm confused. saying yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. confused. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, what I'm saying is it's easiest you're to scheme against You're saying it's easy to exploit. Well, yeah, yes. that's exactly right. Target easy the, to the ex- Cowboys. But it's also easy but to minimize. If you got a good tight end, it's very well, easy I to would say and, well, and they got one now, Darren well, Waller. Come well, This, is, this yeah. is also an, a complete X factor with them. They have never... I have to go back to Jeremy Shockey Correct. to go to a d- dominant, dominant tight end. And that's Giants. what he, I believe, is when he's healthy. I know he didn't perform last Completely. year, well, let's but be, he was all kinds of hurt. To keep Kasekwan, not a run play. I'm sorry, it's like a check out if he did you either just a quick out from the backfield or even just a V route, V cut in. You need basically two backers spying on Saquon. One for each side. If you now have Waller as your tight end, that linebacking core will be won't know which way to Sunday to go between those two. You have Waller going one way, you have Saquon going the other. I don't see how the Cowboys at all tough no, I mean, it's, it's they'll have to pick and choose between one or the totally. other. And I by also, the way, they have to keep Matt Jones contained too because that guy can run. Yeah, uh, yeah, Daniel, um, Jones, yeah. Daniel Jones. Sorry, Daniel. Uh, the yeah, I I also I'll just be honest. I think it's even as simple as just. <laughs> Darren Waller, you can't really cover when he's healthy. Like I just, you, just, you can't. Yeah, um, not unless you got someone uh, like a Derwin James yeah. or something. Uh, certainly, hundred yeah. percent. A box safety. Big yeah, guy and like by that. the way, another thing here, uh, Jones has never been able to play, in my opinion, with with like strong receivers. I he's am never had, strong never really had him. No. I yeah. think they found a diamond in the rough last year in Hodgkins. I, it, it's personal totally. bias. He tore apart the Vikings in the playoffs, yeah. but he also tore apart a few other teams at that last year. I think yeah. he might be like a quality WR2 talent in this league. I know that's absurd, but I actually think he might be. And Jalen Hyatt, who is not like my number one receiver or anything in my draft, yeah. but of all those kind of guys that were in like the second, third round, uh, besides Josh Downs, who I kind of thought of more as a first-round talent, to be honest with you, he was my favorite. He's way better than Marvin Mims and all this stuff. He, he's yeah. a good route tree, great athlete, good hands. He's shown up in the preseason, 
it looks like they might have a couple of like at least WR2 kind of level players, and that's something Dayon Jones has never had. On top yeah. of that, a great tight end in Saquon. They might have skill talent now, and Daniel Jones is a guy who has shown consistent improvement. I don't know yeah, what he's no going to be. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah. capped, but he can run the ball. He can make decisions fast, and he's got yeah. a pretty big arm. We'll see. Maybe he has, unlike Kirk Cousins, actually, he might have a higher ceiling because if he could put it all together with that quick release, you know, and he's kind of got these accuracy issues, but okay, yeah. quick release and decision-making, he might be a great quarterback. I see the Giants as a sleeper pick here. Um, don't love what the Cowboys are doing uh, besides Micah Parsons yeah. and C.D. Lamb. Um, yeah, I got, I'm taking Giants yeah. here by... by uh, I'll take him in a runaway. I'll take him by 10. Bang. Wow. That's yeah. right. So between Wallen, between Saquon Wallen and Jones' legs, I don't see how the Cowboys contain this. It's going to be a high-power offense situation yeah. for the Giants. I will say Tony Pollard, I forgot. But the yeah. running backs don't matter that much. Well, I, well, yeah. the question is, can the Cowboys score as much there, as though. the Giants do? Well, I don't let's think see they what do. The Giants by 10. Is. The spread on this game is 46 and a half, which is actually, I think, is, is lower. That's lowish. Uh, so Cowboys um, defense was strong last year, but I... I, no, I not that strong. Don't I think know, it's going to be a close game. I, I take the Giants by... by I, I honestly... Dude, I'll take the Giants by three and a half. I'll just flip the line, to be honest with you. Flip the um, line. I, I, I'll take it a close more. game, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I think by 10. What did you say? Well, 10. You said 10, too? Yeah. Like yeah we're both um, on 10? Yeah, I'm on That's 10. That's bold from us. How about that? That's a pleasure. I like it. Wrap up week one, boys. Our final one. Uh, Bills and Jets. What a game. This is also, best by the game way, of the this week. is really interesting. Yeah. Best no, game I of the like week. That. This is interesting, boys, because this is the first time now that I have seen this in quite some time. This is also in New York. So the Giants will be playing at home on back Sunday night. Back to back. And then on Monday night, they will be flipping the entire format to make it a Jets How about weekend. that? So this is going to be interesting. Um, Bills are a little bit in that Chargers category where it's put up or shut up time a little bit with them. Now yeah, I'm, they're way, am, they're they're they've shown more and they yeah, are a better yes. team, a little they're, less pressure, I think. Yeah. But yeah, totally. Um, they're in the, the the reason I put them in the in the. I think the Bills hate is is just way over the top. I think people are unfortunately it's like a baby with a new toy, where the Bills are the flavor of the month, and then if they're not delivering immediately, people just yeah. do the Toy Story meme where it just. I, I mean, when they're on. They look unstoppable. I don't know if there's... They, there's they're, they're probably the best, best team in the league when they're on. When they're at their best, I think top to bottom, I don't think I don't think they can be stopped. But they, they just... They are... I'm, I'm telling you, the yeah, Bills so are good for three duds a, a year. I, I, I'm telling you, I think there's a, a legit shot that Washington can beat them week four at home uh, in, in, in Landover. Uh, because you just don't know what... There's a shot they get boat raced. And there's also a shot that... You know, I mean, they opened up the year and got destroyed. Was it by the Colts last year? Did they really? Their home opener, they got murdered last year. And I need to look up. Let me yeah, go. Yeah, look that one up. Bills 2022. Yeah, look up. You know, they. I thought they had a very good off season for what they did. You know, they really upgraded that tight end position with a yeah. guy in, in um, uh, Dawson. Right? Is what is that his name? Yep. Um, the uh, kind of he very much a wide receiver looky tight end who just moves so well on time. I haven't done much on the on the Jets secondary. What is their secondary situation? Yeah, I mean they got Sauce Gardner, so they have a that's probably that, that's yeah, the, probably the best, the best cornerback quarter. in the league right now. What's the opinion. safeties over top him though? Safeties over top I'm a little less familiar with. Con do you know? Because I just don't know if they're gonna keep up with the with that with over Stephane the top. Stephane 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 Stephane. 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 Stephane
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm uh, so I actually was totally off on this. Uh, they lost in it was that it was that classic video of the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Oh uh, yeah, but that was a tight back. game to the Ravens, tight, right? No, it was a tight game to the Dolphins. But the, Dolphins, it was a okay, really yeah. horrific game. Dolphins to watch, are a good though. game though. Yeah, but it, it was a bad game to watch because the Bills should have won that game the right. whole time. Well, they should have won that game against the Vikings yes. too. Yeah. yeah, a couple of those. Um, um, very optimistic here for Aaron Rodgers. Um, if it's a shootout. I give the the nod to the Bills though. Yeah, you gotta take that right. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Bills in this one. Now it's not because by what though? Uh, I'll take the Bills by. I'll just say uh, if it was a line, I would pick a five and a half, and I would take give it, it over. a score of what what points it went by, by seven. I'll say if I was a five and a half line, I'd take the over. That Jets defense is stout. They got a good defensive. Jets defense stuff. is stout. Is this? But this is in. In Jets Stadium, too. It is in New York. The, the thing with the Jets is simple. I could be very wrong. I could be very right. I don't know. And I'm going to do the worst thing that you can do on a podcast is not have a strong opinion and go right down the middle. I don't really know what the Jets are going to be. They have an insanely high ceiling with Aaron Rodgers. They obviously brought in Aaron brought in a bunch of his receivers. They, you know, they went out and they spent in free agency. I believe in Robert Sal. I think he's a fantastic coach. Uh but I, there's too many new pieces for me to have a strong opinion. Correct. Because I think, I think a lot of people will come out here and say the Jets are Super Bowl contenders and also the Jets are bums. And I'm not going to do that because I have no data. I have no data. There's so many new pieces we just have to see. So I'm going to go with what I know. And I know that the Bills are really, really good. So I'm going to take the Bills. I will say this. I do like the young receivers that the Jets have. They got a couple of young guys sure. coming up that looks pretty yeah. good. And I think Aaron Rodgers can make them look even better. Yeah. I think it goes down. I think... If there's going to be a team that explodes, however, it will be the Bills. I don't think that's going to happen. I also don't think the Bills will choke. I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball at the end. I think in this particular case, it'll be the Bills, and the Bills will win by a field goal. Yeah. yeah. I really like the Bills' defense a lot more than uh, other people here. I think they drafted very well this year. Uh, Dorian Williams is a guy that comes to mind. is is just a stud. Um, you know, they have maybe the best, no, almost assuredly the best safety duo in the league in mm-hmm. Poyer and Hyde. So, um, you know, the, the the only weakness I see on this Bills team, honestly, because I like James Cook as a back too, is 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 gonna be that kind of WR two spot, which right now Gabe Davis, great athlete, but yeah. hasn't been consistent. Um, if he ever could be the athlete that he is, because he's shown stuff before, yeah. right? If he could be, this Bills team is screaming fire, and I'd hate to yeah. see him. Um, I don't know how our boy Steffi digs. I don't know. The off-season weirdness with him. He's such a prima donna. I love him. Again, as a Vikings fan, he's got that prima donna. I'll tell you this much. On game day, he's there. He's just a baller. He's just an absolute baller. He hates losing. Um, He's going to be there. And I really like Dalton. Um, as I think they'll run probably more tight end sets than we think. But, you know, he's probably really their second option. Yeah. He's going to come in and immediately make impact. I'm definitely taking the Jets here. uh, Or, sorry, not the Jets. The the, uh, The Bills here. Uh, Jets, I, I think, are definitely a team that will come alive later in the year, but I just think that they got some time to, to do some sure. molding, and, and so I'll, I'll take the Bills here by, sure. uh, you know, maybe tight-ish. I'll, I'll, I'll take them by seven. What was your total there, Mark? What did you get? Bills uh, we by? go by a field goal. I think, field it, goal. It, I think it comes in the last possession, and the Bills like will it. do it. I like it. Boys, that's it. It's freaking week one. You believe it? We're already here. I cannot wait for tomorrow, dudes. What what a what a time we got! Our fantasy draft tomorrow. Football starts tomorrow. I mean, we are living in. Um, we're living in the best of times. I, I don't. I just no, don't. Connor, know what you else told to say. me something that made uh, before we close out, and sure. I think it'll make everyone happy. You told me something two days ago on the uh, phone. What did I tell you? Tell February. You. 
Oh yeah, this is just, it's the, make that it, the closing it, quote right there. Yeah, I mean it. It just all it was was um, it was just rotating around. Um, oh yeah, social media, nonstop. But we will not have another Sunday without football until February. God, that makes you happy, doesn't it, dude? Literally, <laughs> boys, drinks in the air. Drinks in the air. Cheers. What pod to week one? What a Thanks, time. Con. Boys, have a good evening, guys. Thanks for coming, Walter Twed, Mark Forrest. Dude, we we will um. We got to make this a normal thing. And honestly, quite frankly, if we can just push Sean out of the picture, that'd be great. God, guy, you know what? Who's honestly, Sean? I've Sean never who? heard of him. Sean who? <laughs> I just love it. I love it. So, Sean, if you're listening to this, brother, you got footsteps. You got footsteps in the rear view. Coming for you. Dudes, thanks so much for joining us. Well done. Guys, enjoy week one. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you go. are on this beautiful planet Earth. We will be back next week to recap everything that was week one. I will see you on Inside the Beltway. We'll catch you on YouTube. And as always, I'll catch you guys on the other side.